animals at night. That's so adorable. Yeah, except for I thought it was going to be like, this is a, ca- a, a lion laying down. No, it's very action-packed. <laughs> <laughs> because apparently that's when they learned, they were like, oh, we didn't know this, but like 90% of cheetahs' hunting habits happen at night. Yep. yep. They didn't know that. But like, you know, science yeah. and technology, so like the the cameras are incredible. Oh, and so yeah, and so they're like, it's a full moon, and like, and I'm like, invested now, and I'm like, this is this is the opposite effect. I'm all excited. I want to look up all these different animals. You want to research it, right, right, right. And I'm just kind of like, um, okay, well now I have to watch it, but it's not exactly doing like what it was supposed to be doing. It was supposed to be like, you know, calming me down. The first episode I watched was like a couple nights ago, and it was like, um. It was in the desert. It was in Mexican desert. Ooh. And um, there's this mouse. Looks like a regular little mouse. It hunts and kills and eats scorpions. It is um, not... Uh, it's immune, that's the word. Immune to the venom from scorpions. Oh, that's cool. That's and then, wicked. and it, it's the most regular looking mouse. Like it's the, it doesn't have a stripe, nothing, just a fucking mouse. Like if you saw that shit, you'd be like, kill it. Yeah. Except for it hunts and kills scorpions. Yeah. This is Namashe Podcast. My name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there, and... My name is Louisa, also go by Lou. My name, well, I already said my name, but my pronouns are she, her, and hers. Awesome. And this is actually a, a two-parter. So this is the second part of um, Lou's episode of self-care as an immigrant. Uh, so thank you for joining me this time in person. Yeah, <laughs> I was I was lured by the smell of popcorn. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I for, I forgot that we can do things in person now because um, I've been used to doing them not in person. Um, so we'll do a quick recap of last episode. Um, we talked about potatoes. So many um. potatoes. All the produce in the world. Yes, um, human remains. Mm-hmm. Is that what that's what it's called? Yeah. Right? Okay. Human remains, Lou is in human sacrifice. Um, uh, what was that thing? Oh, anthropology. You're an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, more on topic, <laughs> we talked about um, grief. Um, I cried directly into the microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I cried so much. I will say, like, during, like, when we were talking, I was just like, oh, yeah, talking and composing. I was like, I mean, people have no idea all the sobbing at night it took to, like, be yeah. able to compose just, like, this one single thought or sentence. I think that's really, I I love that you just said that, because I think that that's really true. Like, mm-hmm. I think um, something that I thought about a lot with, with grief is, like, am I doing it right? Right. Um, and it's just, like, am I crying enough? Am I... I don't know, shaving my head, like, mm. like different cultures have different ways that they show that they're in mourning, right. that they show that they are grieving. And I'm like, am I doing, am I doing it right? Right. 
Um, and my therapist are always like chill out that's pretty much what my therapists say to me all the time um, just like stop being so hard on yourself you're doing fine I'm like well, like, am I doing fine you know so am I crying enough and am I doing it right so no, yeah, we talked that. a lot about grief and yeah. you really had a lot of just absolutely <laughs> poetic I'm serious oh thank you beautiful wonderful things to say like I really had to like sit down afterwards and like I think I probably journaled or something because it was just it was really impactful so oh, I appreciate, appreciate that, that. it's really difficult talking <laughs> about grief don't start crying now because I will literally start crying no, no, no cry. I, I, Wait, I can't promise that there won't be more tears <laughs> but now that you're like here in front of me and we have like popcorn I'm drinking wine I'm about to refill your water <laughs> the least amount of crying um, possible. Yeah, let's yeah. see if we can. Let's you know, see, like joyful crying. Yeah, too. yeah, joyful crying, oh, joyful crying. Thank um, But yeah, so we were talking about uh, grief and honestly, how grief does affect your mm-hmm. self care mm-hmm. and like your thoughts around like kind of like your self worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also talked about because you are an immigrant, because you are were the eldest sibling, mm-hmm. um, and because a lot of your identity is surrounded with. Um, you taking care of your family. Yeah. You have like, I joke, but like it's kind of real, like the eldest sibling uh, syndrome, yep. <laughs> which I also suffer from. Yep. <laughs> yep. We are something we're both very familiar with. Hashtag season two of <laughs> Yo, yes, we talked about that yeah. because I was yeah. not expecting for them to go that hard. I, it's like, okay, so you've been talking directly with my therapist. Thank you for putting my business out there. Yeah, season two of Bridgerton really was just like for the older siblings. So shout out to us because yikes. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. My roommates are watching Shameless right now. Like they're watching. Mm, yeah. Like, for the oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Mm, that show is. And then I yeah. like, I've seen it before yeah. and it's like entertaining. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point like I kind of, we all kind of just looked around like why would we like we've lived through a lot of this because they 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 grew up in kind of similar homes um they are not the oldest children though but uh-huh. but i am so when i see like feeling i'm like nope i'm good yeah yeah i'm good i'm good I mean, it's, it's so like yep i don't know i think people like there's like this joke that i saw on twitter that was just like y'all always ask why do eldest siblings act like they're the manager of the family mm-hmm. it's like because we, we are because like, we literally are mm-hmm. like no shade to parents, but like older mm-hmm. siblings, the elder siblings are the ones who are like, one, parents don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've never had a kid this age before, right? So they're <laughs> like, I don't know, what does a 12 year old eat? Like, what is that? Right. Um, but it's also like just the layers of like, especially if you were socialized as like a girl, as a woman, yeah. and like I was expected to be really caring and nurturing, and I am, mm-hmm. but it's also like, okay but like am i doing now i have difficulty understanding whether or not i'm doing this because i feel like there's an obligation because if there's an obligation baby i'm gonna do it right right (laughs) without question and i have to question it now right right and so it's it becomes a little bit more difficult um to prioritize myself Mm -hmm. um and one question and and maybe this might have been talked about kind of last week but like do you do you have to really think about yourself like think about like okay is this what lou wants like is this is this how i feel like is this what um how i see things going or am i doing this because i'm used to always like rising to the occasion and taking care of and managing you know the family 
I've never thought about that. Like, that has never been... That's, like, the first time I've been asked that. I remember... The, so, so for context, too, my, my birthday was this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I remember for, like, the first time... I mean, it's, it's becoming a bit more common, but I remember the first time, like, feeling upset around things around my birthday. Mm-hmm. And then feeling guilty that I was upset. And then being like, no, I have the right to be. Like, this is, like, my one day. Yeah. Um, and so I think I mentioned it last week, but my parents, they, around my actual birthday, they make different plans so we don't celebrate like we used to at mm-hmm. my parents' home. Um, and it's, like, un- intentional and un- unintentional, and I get it. But I remember, like, for the thing that we did plan over the weekend, mm-hmm. my mom was, like, over an hour late. Mm-hmm. I planned around her Mm -hmm. um when we got to our little like family brunch yeah um all they could talk about and talk to was my cousin who sweet of him to surprise me because I didn't think he was going to show up Uh because we had like a lot of back and forth conflict but he showed up with his like newborn son his wife and it was really sweet um but they just talked to him and like about him Mm -hmm. and like my mom also brought her family friend or her family friend that I didn't know was coming. Yeah, and, so it was less about you. Yeah, and so it was just like this thing. I was just like, I was kind of like looking around, and I was just like, y'all, this is like my one day. I already planned around you. Yeah, you're already not going. Not like we're already like not doing the thing that I actually want. Yeah, like, and then, and then like not only that, but it was just like it was like these little things like piling piling up, mm-hmm. and I remember feeling like like when I realized that, you know, as we were leaving, I was like, you know, not once did anybody ask, hey, how's your new job going? Yeah. Hey, how does it feel to be, like, 28? Hey, yeah. like, how's your year been? Like, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing like, I went, like, not even personal, just like, and so it felt very, it felt, like, very performative, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we're getting together because that was what we're supposed to do. Right, right. They weren't really invested. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling, like, a little annoyed and then the cycle of like guilty because i can't be so selfish and then even more guilty and ungrateful because i was like well at least my family's making this effort like how do we this halfway but i remember like there was like a voice in my head saying like no you have a right to be upset because like this is like your one day mm-hmm. every other family gathering is never about you yeah like this is the one thing that was for you and it's okay to be annoyed that it wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then I had, like, a pretty, actually, like, great birthday and birthday mm-hmm. weekend. So I didn't, like... It was, like, in the back of my head. So yeah. I was just like, eh. But when it comes to, like, the obligation, it's, like, so instantaneous. Like, I, I can't even, like... Mm-hmm. I can't even, like, separate it. I think when I started to get annoyed, like, you know, like, the little, like, man, what do I have to? Like, when I'm already, like on the way to do something or halfway through something yeah like halfway through doing something i feel like an obligation mm-hmm. and that little like nagging voice kicks in it's like man like what do i have to do with wicked that's like when it, I, I start to realize wait a minute am i doing this because i want to mm-hmm. or am i doing this because i feel like i have to yeah and like the, the former it's like it never matters right it's mm-hmm. always just like that that in extreme sense like no i have to mm-hmm. like because if i don't xyz could happen or yeah. i have to because nobody else will right, right. Um, and so trying to like separate that, it's like a relatively new thing. Um, it's hard. It is. Cause I mean, like, yeah. at least for me, like my entire life, I was told like, not like Kalea, you're lesser than, lesser than like, not in those words, but mm-hmm. like, 
literally like my parents especially my mom would say like regard others as higher than yourself mm-hmm. yeah. um others needs like always mm-hmm. put others first and i understand mm-hmm. that what she was trying to do was make sure i didn't grow up to be selfish right. or inconsiderate mm-hmm. or whatever but what ended up happening was I would put my needs, my wants, Mm -hmm. my whatever on the back burner Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, I'll get to that later. But let's make sure that this other person who I love and care about, whether it's friends or family or partner, um, like, let's make sure that they're good first. And then uh, it'll eventually happen to me. And what ended up happening for me, like, and you've met um, a couple of my partners, especially like specifically like, well, now ex-life partners, but like... Um, what ended up happening with uh, one particular ex was I was always making excuses for their shitty abusive mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. and like oh well whenever they finally make it in their music career they're yeah. gonna be happier and then I can start you know pursuing things that I want right. like those were actual thoughts that right. were in my head and right. I remember you clocking that behavior yeah, I, I, <laughs> I remember. a few different times and you were so gentle and compassionate and I <laughs> could not come up with a lie fast enough for you because I'm, you were piercing through me <laughs> i'm glad you said that because sometimes <laughs> i feel like i just like i do this thing and i i i only know this now because a friend pointed out where like something just sticks with me mm-hmm. and i kind of just clock my head yeah <laughs> like, like like literally clock and be like hmm really here's an observation tell tell t- Tell me more. Yeah, and yeah. I remember you asking a few, a few. I mean, and honestly, you were someone who was like really integral in helping me leave that person oh. because mm-hmm. I was like, shit, like the facade is not really facading. Mm-hmm. Like my <laughs> friends who like, and we used to hang out a lot, lot, lot more than, and this was like way before COVID, but mm. um, you know, like we were always hanging out at um, Pooja's house and stuff like that. Yeah. And so it was just like, you saw me and you mm-hmm. saw like, how my mood was changed right. and how like we would be in the middle of having a good fucking time and I would just have to up and leave. Yeah. Because yeah. I had to go pick them up or some shit like that. And that kind of like, hey, um, I have a question about some things that I've seen yeah. or hey, like I've noticed this behavior, I think can sometimes help us realize, like snap out of like almost like autopilot, right? right? Like something falls on the ground, you pick it up. You don't think about it, right? Right? Like you don't think about it. You don't think that maybe, oh, it's like something hot that fell off the stove. You just were like, oh shit, that's on the floor. And right. I pick it up. And then you yeah. burn yourself and you're like, right. shit. And then you kind of come to, it's like, oh, it probably wasn't a good idea. Yeah. But at that point you've already been burned. <laughs> and so I think that like, that's kind of how it can be for people who have been conditioned to always take care of others before they take care of themselves where it's just like, I'm going to pick it up off the floor. And then you're like, shit, I don't have to pick it up off the floor. It's, it's okay. Like it's not, it's not my responsibility. I didn't knock it down or let me wait till that shit cools off or whatever. And so I think that that can be really, really difficult to do and to like untrain ourselves, retrain ourselves to think differently. Yeah, I think two things with that is just like, for like, so the, the, the example where I went up with like something on the floor, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for us is that we didn't knock it off the floor. We did. Yet we're still responsible and we still <laughs> yes. like immediately go, okay, okay, we'll go yeah. pick it up. Um, and then kind of like, and then there's like the overcorrection of like, not overcorrection, but like people who like knock things on the floor and they're like, mm-hmm. well, 
I don't have to pick it up. It just happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it's like trying to find the balance of like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, I can pick it off the floor, but let me make sure this shit's not going to burn me. Right. It's exactly. It's not going to hurt exactly. me. It's or not going to, you know, yeah. cause me harm. It's not going to hinder me from right. doing the things that I need to do. Right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that um, I, I would love for if I would invite you to think more like yeah. about like, is this something that I'm doing because I've been programmed to do that? Or is this something that I actually really want to do? Or right. I, 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 in my head, I always call it like motives. Like, what yeah. are my motives behind this? Right. Um, do I have motives behind this? Right. So, yeah. What are my intentions? Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I think also too, like with the sort of like family caregiver role, mm-hmm. at least in my case, I also had to grow up with this like, I don't like brag about it because I, I brag <laughs> intuition just like knowing yeah. like it's it's like it's all it's like also like you know depending on the house that you come from but like knowing right away when there's like danger like you can't put like a word to it like the spidey sense mm-hmm. like knowing right away when there's danger mm-hmm. my sister was non-verbal so all of her cues were based on body language mm-hmm. sense like being able to just like sense things and so because of that I can like whether it's like at work, social, whatever, I can like tell right away when somebody's like bullshitting. Oh yeah. Like it's like oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah and like there and then sometimes I'm just like do people like out of like courtesy just believe this and keep it going or do people just really don't see honestly it? that's such a good question because I, I do not know I don't know and it's like it would be weird and bad and inappropriate mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and yeah. I don't and sometimes I like work right yeah. for instance sometimes i'm like y'all see this bullshit right 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 does no one else see this bullshit right and then the, whenever the bullshitter sees that you see the bullshit mm-hmm. yep then they got to get you as far as way as possible exactly and so and everyone else is like what happened and you're right, like y'all right. didn't see this shit <laughs> like it's it's kind of maddening because you're like, like there how do you not smell it right how do you like but i also think a lot about how you know, eldest siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and in my case, like my, so my dad had um, a slew of different um, mental disorders, mental illnesses, but um, he had PTSD, mm-hmm. but he also had bipolar disorder. And that probably was the one that was the loudest mm-hmm. that like was most recognizable. And he was undiagnosed and unmedicated and untreated mm-hmm. until I was in my mid twenties. Yeah. So my whole life, I grew up with a dad who did not know how, who mm-hmm. could not uh, emotionally regulate. Mm-hmm. His, his responses to things would be absolutely absurd. Yeah. And a person who doesn't have bipolar disorder or who doesn't have a mental illness would not fly off the handle. Right. But he would. Yeah. And if you grow up seeing that, then like that, you don't ever learn what appropriate emotional responses yeah, are to things. Yeah, that's so true. And I, but then at the same time, like, you know, my mom, who to my knowledge didn't have any type of like mental illness, mm. um, but she was dealing with her, her own shit. So I grew up with like a really weirdly stable, unstable, kind of confusing household. And I think that like, I forgot where I was going with this. We're talking about intuition. Oh, oh. So, um, like, as far as, like, emotional regulation goes, like, I was always 
learning and doing as far as um, anticipating someone else's emotions yep. and learning how to regulate my parents' emotions. Yep, yep. 100%. And so yeah. I think that kind of is why maybe you, like I'm not saying your parents had any of those issues, but like I know for me, like I can clock everybody in the room. Right. I know everyone's feelings because I have to anticipate that right, shit. Right, exactly. Is my dad going to like have an emotional breakdown or is he in a manic state where like everything's great and we're putting up Christmas decorations, right? right? right. Or, you know, is my mom like super upset because whatever, whatever, and I am like the, have to be the peacemaker and mm-hmm. like calm her down. Like, yeah. Yep. And so that's probably why, like I, I like look at someone I'm like, okay, this is what's going on there. And that's yeah. also why I, I get very exhausted hanging out in crowds mm-hmm. because they didn't ask it, and I didn't ask for right. it, but I'm reading everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody right. gets read in the room, and I'm like, I didn't come here for this. It's like a weird party trick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 100%. I think, so, yeah, the intuition is, like, definitely from, so my parents, my mom especially, has, like, a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. And my parents came from, like, Columbia, and they were, like, in Columbia in the 80s, 90s. Mm-hmm. So, like, they saw a lot of shit that they, to this day, don't ever want to talk about okay i'm gonna be honest i'm not very familiar with colombian history but i will trust you on that (laughs) yeah so just basically like you know think of it like a lot of violence because of the drugs there was a civil war Mm -hmm. like all these things and you know before 2002 the biggest percentage or the biggest amount of refugees um into the u.s or actually from colombia in the western hemisphere um and then venezuela um quickly surpassed that in Mexico, Central America. Wow. Um, that explains why I know a lot of Colombians. Yeah. Like growing up, I knew a lot of Colombians, yeah. a lot of Mexicans. Yeah. And not as many Venezuelans, but... Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's a lot more Venezuelans now. And, like, I don't want to say, like, in terms of history or whatever, like, Colombians got better treatment in the U.S. just because in order to get here, you did have to have a visa, which meant you had to be educated in one way. Mm-hmm. And then um, the U.S. wanted to keep good relationship in Colombia because of the drug war like it's all this like this okay. big thing but but yeah I, I remember like even when I was a kid like there was still like I remember like a car bomb going off wow. like a couple blocks from where I was at mm-hmm. and so they have a lot of stuff from that and they also like grew up in their own homes yeah yeah um but my mother was just somebody who I think the other thing too is just like I was like very forgiving because I was just like man like things with Natalie like yeah. also like how isolating and scary must it be to have a kid like this mm-hmm. in a country where like you don't speak the language in a yeah. country that like you're not wanted in a country that like yeah. and so in a country that does not make it easy for people who have disabilities exactly like yeah they really like the US really yeah one does of, not give a fuck about people nope, with disabilities not at all like not at all at like they don't even try to pretend like it's actually pretty pretty bad no so for a long time i kind of just i don't want to say like would excuse it but like i think there was something in, at one point where i was like maybe this isn't normal around like my mm-hmm. teenage years mm-hmm. but then i was like eh, like it, it is what it is right? yeah um but yeah so that is kind of where that came from and even so in terms of like emotional regulation i like realized so there were three things where just like I don't ever want to be like my parents. Mm. I don't want to be that progressive commercial where you buy a home and you, all of a sudden you turn into your mom and pop. <laughs> Wait, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know that progressive commercial. Um, 
You don't? Uh-uh. It's I mean, so corny, but it's so it's like it's like a life coach, and he's like, I specialize in young homeowners who are training into their parents. Um, and so it's like little scenes of like you know like twenty, thirty something people who are dressed like senior citizens. <laughs> And <laughs> the guy's coach was like, okay, so when we go in the movie theater, what are we going to do? What are we not going to do? We're not going to clap our hands at the end of the movie. <laughs> okay, okay, I got it. Um, or they'll be going to, like, a game, eh, like a football game, and the guys are just talking about parking. Life coach is like, all right, we have to stop talking about parking. We need to go into the game. <laughs> because they do talk about right. parking. And you're like, right, right. And, like, not even into the state. I'm like, well, I guess we should leave, like, halfway, like, or maybe three quarters. He's like... And the guy's just like, we're not even going to talk about leaving until we get there. Like, so all these things that, like, you know, your parents... That's so silly. Like, courting parents things. Like, yeah, yeah. Parent. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, I would see the way that my mom would treat others. And, like, I would recognize that it's based out of her own hurt now mm-hmm. as an adult. And I was like, ah. I think as I was getting old, I was like, I don't want to do that. And I yeah. recognized that I still had, like, little threads where, like, it would come out. Mm. Like, with my parents, I'm super quiet. My family has this nickname for me called the senator slash the judge because like when there was a conflict, <laughs> mm-hmm. they would come to me and I'd be like the peacemaker. Wow, or I'd be that's like, a big responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> or like they'd be like, and then like, and the thing they've always told me is like, Louisa has like the best moral compass we know. Mm, yeah. So she would tell us if this is the right thing or this is the wrong thing to do. And wow. And so it's always and also our Libra. So yes, exactly. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Libra season. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> And so it was always just thing of like, okay, like super calm and reserved. But my friends and other people know me in like a very different state. Mm-hmm. Like and like I don't think I've ever been like upset, upset mm-hmm. at my parents in the way that I've been in other situations and yeah. it's just like not pretty. And so I think I I also realized that like for a long time I kinda of just like repressed all of that and instead yeah. of working through it, it would come out in ugly ways. Um and so that was like one thing where I was just like, okay, I need to, I need to work on this. I don't want to inherit this. And then also yeah. like while learning how to like emotionally regulate better and like how to respond to things better, how to like, you know, I'm not a believer in that you can control your feelings, but learning how to react to them appropriately. Mm-hmm. Like you can't control your feelings, but you can't control how you react to it. Yeah. Um, is my belief. And so trying to teach that slowly but surely to my mom mm. has been a grueling experience last how do you do that very subtly so last okay. last year she just like she would go on and i mean she, you know she's a mom and she's my mother so she would make others issues other people's issues her issues and try and tackle them because she also grew up in a very critical yeah. role and i'd always be like mom nobody's asking you to take this on Ooh. nobody's like she's like yeah but you know i have to like who else is it going to it was just like mom you don't you don't have to do this yeah and so last year i taught her the american phrase not my circus, not my monkey. <laughs> no. And she would like, and I would say it like once every couple of weeks because like the same issue would come up about my aunt or my, my, like my niece or like my cousin or whatever. And I'd be like, mom, what did I tell you three weeks ago? And she was like, not my circus, not my monkey. Yeah. Not my and I got to like, I think it was like last year or maybe the summer where she was just like, not my circus, not my monkey. When like a family hey. conflict came up and she was just yeah. like, I'm just not going to get involved. Yeah. She then blew up at something else. I'm not but sure. Like, but like baby steps. Baby, baby steps. Baby it's steps. hard. Yeah. It's so hard. It and is. especially when it's with people who you love. Right. It would be different if I'm like, like I walk down the street and I'm like, you know what? Like, okay. Those cats. Mm-hmm. I was stressing about, <laughs> listen, I don't, I have a lot of cats in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. 
I don't really like fuck with cats like that. But there was like the hurricane last, mm-hmm. I guess it was this past weekend right. that, you know, didn't really hit Charlotte like I knew it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was stressed about uh, about the cats because I was like, where are y'all going to stay? Like, you're not <laughs> obviously not going to be at my house. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I know, right? So Why sweet. am I so stressed about these mm-hmm. fucking cats that like bully me and my dog? <laughs> but like, but you know, I was like, okay, Clea, like, these cats are not your responsibility. Right. Also, these cats are fucking wild. Like, these are yeah. wild cats. Yeah. All right? Like, yeah, like, the neighbors feed them, and they put out little, like, this is one neighbor that has, like, this cute little, like, cat house that's, mm. like, outside of their front door, which Ooh. reminds me I need to put out some, I think, for the trash. But, um, but yeah, like, and I'm like, Claya, this, this is not your responsibility. Right. Why are you choosing to be stressed about these right. things? Just be, just be invested in you and your dog. Right. You're right. <laughs> That's all I got to worry about. Because Leia, my dog, was stressed enough for the Aww. both of us. You know how, like, animals yeah. kind of are, like, know when there's a storm or a right. hurricane. And so she was, like, acting out. And I was like, like girl, not. get out of my face. Right. Um, but, yeah. And so it's just, like, that's not my responsibility. Yeah. And, like, I have to tell myself. Yeah. Um, I don't say not my circus, not my circus, not my monkeys. But, like, I say basically, like, that's not my responsibility. They ain't got shit to do with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't got shit to do with me. That's yeah. literally what I say to myself because yeah. you can get caught up, and then and then what ends up happening sometimes is you do take responsibility for the monkeys that right. they're not that are not yours, mm-hmm. and then you end up feeling resentful. Yeah, yeah, I struggled with that for a long time, especially like with my family. And then there was there was a point where I just had to be like, no, like even though like I felt like I didn't have a choice, you know, I, I chose to to do this Mm -hmm. and that's okay um i think one big example of this was my parents were out of town this was like two three years ago Mm -hmm. and lizzo was in town love it yes i remember whenever lizzo was in town i went (laughs) (laughs) it was great i'm I'm happy for i'm so glad i'm happy for you but i i remember like i had to take her to alley and i had tickets with my friends so i gave my ticket away to a friend Mm -hmm. and my my friends went um, and we had like a, like a cookout before the show, mm-hmm. and like and then they all went from there. And I remember like driving home, and I remember when I was a kid, this used to happen all the time. Like yeah. I'd had like I'd want to go see this band that was coming. I think the Killers came through when I was a teenager, <laughs> and <laughs> okay. I couldn't go because yeah. I had to take care of Matt or help yeah. with Matt, or Same. like little things like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember driving home and kind of feeling like super like bummed and resentful. And I think my 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 dad felt bad too because mm-hmm. he's like a big like music guy too and yeah like, and then and then I was just like no like first of all like I wouldn't when I spend time with, or spend time with Natalie I wouldn't ever want her to feel guilty right yeah yeah um and then like years later did I did she did she always like need someone present for yeah. okay yeah and I think like years later I was just like you know what I I don't I don't regret that. I mean, I might have felt resentful at the point yeah. time, like being like you know feeling like ten years old again. I was like, I just want to do a good old movie with my friend, but I can't because like that. And now it's just like, no, I'm one hundred percent glad I like got to spend like one more night with them. Yeah, right. But I do struggle with the resentfulness a lot. I've been trying to like let go of it and just be like, you know what? Like recently, like or, like last year too, like what I do this, what I do for my family is something that I decide to do for my family. Yeah, even if I feel compelled. Um, compelled is a different word from obligated yeah yeah yeah. um and and yeah so that's been like a learning experience um 
I think the other thing too is that in Latino culture, you're always expected to take care of each other, like one way or another, like within like gender norms, not gender norms. Like, man is supposed to take care of house no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. Even if, even even if he has like three mistresses and three different Ooh, that's houses. A lot. <laughs> I mean, go off, I guess. Yeah, supposed <laughs> to be taking care of all of them. The woman's supposed to, like, take care of the kids. And for, like, always, like, you're everyone always... Everyone is taking care of everyone. Exactly, exactly. Like, you never, like, opt out. And people here, across generational lines, people who grew up here and, like, live more individualized lives. Like, mm-hmm. like maybe, like, somebody who didn't marry and settle down and get close to, like, or, and have kids mm-hmm. maybe somebody who went to like the west coast and got like their masters mm-hmm. and it's just like doing their own thing over there they can be portrayed as mm-hmm. selfish like because they're doing their own thing yeah because yeah. they're not like calling their mom every day to see what they're doing like yeah. and all this stuff and so it's just like it's like back and forth of like well like this is what you work your entire life to have and now that we do like yeah so it's like this weird back and forth um and, like, an, a key example being, again, my parents. Like, I talk to my parents once a week. Mm-hmm. That's the most I can tolerate. That's great. I see them for lunch once a week. And if I can't see them both for lunch, I'll go to my mom's office and have lunch with her once. Mm-hmm. And then go see my dad. And, like... Yeah. But even so, every time I call my parents or I call my mom, it's always the same thing. It's like, oh, you don't care about me? Like, that. Oh, da, da, da. no. Yeah. And so I just know how to put, like... I just like, put, all I do is care about you. <laughs> I just, like, put the phone on mute and oh. go, uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. And then, and it's so weird because, like, you know, my friends, like my American friends, be like, "Oh yeah, you're such a good daughter." Like, mm-hmm. like even my roommate, be like, "You're much better daughter than I than I would be to your mom." Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And then Latino culture, my family and it's my mom's like family, mom, yeah. yeah, they're like, "Oh my god, you're just like you know doing your own thing. Maybe yeah. you should call your mom more." And I'm just mm-hmm. like, "I do." She just tells you something different. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, that's just like related a lot to capacity being mm-hmm. like I, I might want to do something yeah but well, I, I think also it's good yeah. that you know your capacity yeah as well. I don't I've been you're learning <laughs> your capacity learning, learning yeah capacity. yeah I definitely I, I can relate I, I don't know that it's identical to what you were saying as far as like Latino culture being like everyone cares for everyone but mm-hmm. my family especially on my on my mom's side of the family is very matriarchal I have mm-hmm. um four aunts on that side my mom was the youngest of five girls oh wow yeah and um and so it was just you know my grandma my granddaddy and then five daughters um I don't know like as far I have like a million cousins so I can't say that I have more girl cousins or boy cousins or whatever Mm -hmm. but um the first few cousins were girls mm. so it's it's very like mage metrilineal mm. and uh, my grandma's still alive my granddaddy died in 2020 um actually we're close to his birthday he's a libra um yeah yeah um, but but yeah so it was just very like we it's like okay this needs to get done okay we're doing it mm-hmm. yeah like no questions asked not like um, am I the best person for this? Or like, mm-hmm. it's just like whatever it is, we got to make it happen. We got to do it. We got to go. We got to do it yeah. right now. And it's just like, okay, yeah. fine, you know. And my, I am grateful that my family is so big, so it's not like um, a shit ton of responsibility on like three of our backs, right? right. right. It's like a shit ton of responsibility. I mean, like I have like twenty first cousins on that side or something. Like, and then I have second cousins and I have third cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, my great grandma has. My grandma has great great grandkids i believe 
right? So, like, there's a lot of us. So there's no reason for two people right. to, to take care of this. So my grandma, for instance, she's in her mid-80s. Um, she lives in the sticks in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, just straight, you just turn off the highway into woods and then you keep driving and there's my grandma's house, right? It's, mm. it's really, it's very peaceful. The mosquitoes are absolutely some of the most predatory creatures I've ever met on, my, on the planet. I mean, it's literally like they're waiting at the at your uh, car door, like, open the door, bitch. <laughs> open the door, bitch. Okay? I mean, it's bad, right? Um, I, and I, that's where I grew up running around, like in mm. those woods in Wilmington. They, she lives like right off of the Sound, which is like a... Um, mm. a little tiny... Yeah. 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 Milk, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a private like family-owned neighborhood um there are now like white people there's historically black part of Wilmington but mm-hmm. so she lives by herself and she lives in the woods <laughs> that's awesome yeah which is great but go she's grandma. 85 oh, right okay. yeah she's 85 um, <laughs> saying, oh, and no, so no. you know my family the solution because she um she doesn't want to go anywhere which we, we get it mm-hmm. um and um she doesn't want to lose her independence she's always been like a independent woman um despite being married since she was 17 um but she we have cameras and microphones (laughs) around the entire so do we (laughs) everywhere lou every fucking where and they have mics which i didn't even know that was an option Um, kitchen, <laughs> hallway, living room, dining room, front porch, because she loves a front porch. Cause so she like the grandma. grandma. That's what we call her. Yeah. <laughs> and they, but they like take turns, mm-hmm. like, you know, watching, yeah. watching her. Right. And I'm like, that's a beautiful example, right? right? Because if it was up to one of her daughters, right, she would do it without question. They right. fucking love their mom. I love grandma. Yeah. You know, like she she's great. She calls me probably once a month um, whenever she's making her rounds, calling her thousands of grandkids and great grandkids and great great grandkids <laughs> and ask me if I'm still following the Lord and I lie. And like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, it, you know, we have it's, a little relationship. She like literally doesn't care that I'm gay. I have a, I have like a belief. It's like it's okay to, it's 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 okay to lie to grandpa for grandma. Yeah, but yeah. and you know, and I'm like not technically lying mm-hmm. because in the faith that I grew up in, like there's this thing called assurance of salvation. So once saved, always saved. Mm. And I was saved, you know. Mm-hmm. And she, honestly, <laughs> my grandma like literally doesn't care. She's just like whatever. Like you're gay, fine, whatever. Am I going to see you in heaven? Mm. Yeah, Grandma. Yeah. I'll be oh. there. That's what she's, 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 she's like, I want to see, I want to see all my grandkids and my mm. kids and my great grandkids and my whole family. And I'm like, bet. That's, that's sweet. Meet you there. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like heavy handed, but <laughs> it's sweet because it's for my grandma and I love her. It's like preserving the love that she created. She, yeah. That's really like, that was a, like the big thing with her and my granddaddy is they really, they're so, they were so proud mm of the family that they had built Mm -hmm. they were so proud and they really felt like that was like you know their calling from god so you know i love my family but you know but the the weight of taking care of Mm -hmm. you know a a mid 80s (laughs) independent strong black woman who will con someone (laughs) (laughs) who will decide that she wants flowers because she loves like gardening both of my grandmas were wonderful at gardening mm. and drive to Lowe's and then con them to come back to her home <laughs> and plant the whole front yard and drop like $300 and we're like, grandma.
what? Where did these flowers come from? She goes, I wanted flowers. I went to Lowe's. They came and they took care of it. It's fine. We're like, it's not fine. It's not. How is this fine? Right. She's a grown woman. Listen, she's had how many kids? Mm -hmm. And she has how many grandkids? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah, she's like an icon in church. Love her. Mm -hmm. But, But like that shared responsibility. And I think that like what you said, like, the, the difference that we see, like, mm-hmm. you called your parents or you, you have lunch with your parents, like, once a week, that's a lot, mm-hmm. right? Um, but to the out, like, to your family and maybe to, like, other, like, Latino families are kind of like, oh, um, yes, not enough, yeah. right? No, I remember, like, so I got a, a job, like, two minutes down the road from where they live. Mm-hmm. One minute, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they live off of, like, Ottawa, Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. And I remember vividly thinking, I am not going to tell them where my job is. I'm not going to tell them. And then I let it slip. And my mom looked it up. She's like, that's around the house. You could come have lunch every day. What and I was like, oh, my God. Because in Colombia, that's also pretty common. Like, in Colombia, it's common to go. You have, like, a two-hour lunch break. Two. And you, yeah. The things I would do. Because, like, it's, like, it's so congested. One hour is not enough to get you somewhere to eat and go back. Oh, gotcha. So, like, two hours. Okay. And most often enough, people would go back home. Like, I remember, like, when I would visit or when I lived there, like, my aunties and, and uncles would come to my grandma's house and have, like, lunch with her and then, like, go back to work yeah. and finish out the work day. And that was just so common. Like, it's always been a thing. And yeah. so I think the other thing, too, is just, like, I think the thing I struggle with my mom is that she expects and feels entitled to, mm-hmm. like, this affection. I and, think entitled is a good word. Yeah. Like, this affection and, and yeah. like, personal touch that she's never once had with me. Mm. And so I'm always just like, I don't know why you're upset because like you never taught me how to you be didn't, an affectionate person. Right, like, yeah. It's like, where would I get it? Right. <laughs> I, I don't ever remember you being an affectionate person. Yeah. Like you showed your love and support in many other ways mm-hmm. besides affection. Yeah. I don't ever remember you doing this with grandma. I remember like you being resentful towards your gra- to your mom mm. for like a lot of things. And yeah. now... I think you, you thought our relationship would be different, but yeah. like, you haven't done like the groundwork for that. Yeah. And so I'm just like, I don't know. That's I, a really hard, that's a really hard thing to like reckon with within yourself. Right. Like that you, like you're not a get, you're not opposed mm-hmm. to being, you know, quote, more warm mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but like we do things by learning and right. we didn't learn those things, right. you know? And like, not feeling and like recognizing that our our parents our family are full human beings Mm -hmm. who have had their own experiences Mm -hmm. outside Mm -hmm. like the way i think about it is like my uh first brother was born when i was seven second brother was when i was nine and then third brother when i was like almost 15 like Mm -hmm. 14 months like i was 14 and 11 months old Mm -hmm. whenever uh, my youngest brother was born and so there was this whole life Mm -hmm. That we experienced. Mm-hmm. Me, my dad, my mom, and we had a dog. Yeah. At one point, we had, like, three cats. <laughs> um, Your best buddies. Yeah, my best buddies. <laughs> you know, and so, like, we had this whole fucking life. We had traditions. Mm. We had all these things. Right. And then my brother was, my first brother was born when I was seven. And so things changed. Right. And Manny, my my brother, who's seven years younger than me, will never know what it's like. Mm-hmm. What, what our parents were like mm-hmm. before he was born mm-hmm. because they were entirely different. Like, all, like, I 
my brother that was born when I was nine died when he was six when I was 15 and so now I have two brothers and all three of us have vastly different childhoods Mm -hmm. because when I was a kid you know my dad's mental illness was looked different Mm -hmm. um and whenever Manny was born you know there was more housing insecurity. There was more food insecurity. Yeah. Whenever Jonathan was born, <clears throat> I was halfway through high school at this point. Yeah. Um, uh, no, no, I was, I was in ninth grade. Did you go to South Mac? I did go to South Mac. Yeah, <laughs> Sabers. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, and so like all of our experiences are different, and so sometimes whenever I like bring up memories from my childhood, like me, my mm-hmm. childhood, my brothers look at me like, mm, nope. Yeah. That does not ring up. But we never did that. That doesn't when compute. I was a kid. Yeah. You know? And I think like, I remember like all of us are experiencing the world within ourselves. Right. Like your experiences and my experiences, even though we do have a lot of parallels because we're both socialized as right. girls, women, we were the eldest. Um, we were the, put in caretaker position your experience is just different from mine because you're literally a different human being and i think whenever we think of our parents at least for me i really have to remember that like yes my parents were my parents but my parents were people yeah outside of me even if i had never existed they would have still existed and still been moving through the world as connie which is my mom's name and charles which is my dad's name right and like that kind of blows my fucking mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, like, again, birthday was this weekend. I am 28, which is the age that my mom was when she had me. Oh, yeah. And I made a joke. I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry to ruin your life. And she was like, what? And I was just like, I've seen pictures of you in your 20s. Mm-hmm. She was like a travel agent in Colombia. And mm-hmm. so she got to go, like, go around the country. Oh, she does that here, too, doesn't yeah. she? Oh, yeah. Okay. She's done that's that all of her life. And, like, she that's just. so cool. And she just, like, loves it. She's just like, I was just like, I, like, remember, like, I remember, like, seeing, and then I think. She was building a future, ironically, independent of her family. Mm. So she and my dad had bought, like, put all of their savings from their 20s mm-hmm. into, like, airspace. So, like, when a condo is being built up, you can claim, like, a corner. Oh, so that's when, a thing. Yeah. yeah so okay. when that apartment is built, that corner is yours. And so you take out a mortgage on it or, like, a, a loan on it before okay. it's built. Once it's built... If you, you get to live in it? Yeah. And if oh, you, if, okay. If, if, once it's built, ideally, you've paid off that loan. Oh. And so once it's built physically, you're good to go. Wow. Yeah. And it, also in Colombia, like, mortgage rates and, and, and lending is completely different than here. I'm sure. It's like, it's not... Is it better? Yeah. It's like not 30 years. It's like 10, 15 oh, years. That's so sexy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. It's very sexy. Other places are very sexy. I remember looking at, like... At one point, so my ex was, um, we were possibly going to move to Spain for mm-hmm. their job. I remember. Yeah. And I looked up uh, rent mm-hmm. for, I was like, I don't know how much is rent like in, in Spain. Right. This is before I had ever been. Like 400 euros. Get, friend, <laughs> four bedroom, two bathroom with a courthouse for a uh, courtroom. For um, courtyard, that's the word. See, that's how we don't have it. <laughs> we don't have those here, and now I don't know what that fuck that is. Courtyard for like seven hundred dollars, mm-hmm. seven hundred American dollars, and yeah. I was just like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, are you kidding me? 
Yep. I can't even rent a room in a four bedroom house yeah. for $700. Yeah. And not in Charlotte, at least. No. 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 And no. I was like, okay, so other places are like living well, and mm-hmm. I'm over here like stressing about fucking rent, and I have a one bedroom, uh, one bedroom house, but. Yeah, no, it's wild. <sighs> Anyways, but yeah. Yeah, so like, I was just like, I was, I was joking to my mom. I was like, yeah, you were living your life. You are doing your own thing. Like, and then I came along. And then, yeah, it was kind of like a bit of like a floor screech when I realized that I was the same age as my mom. And yeah. like, very different lives. Oh, yeah. I At think, this point, I would I would have had, how many kids would I have had? Three? Yeah. Thirty three? Thirty two? Yeah, I think I would have just had my third kid. Mm. Nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my mom had me when she was twenty five. Mm. Yeah. And my second brother was born when I was nine. So yeah. I would have had three fucking kids. Are you kidding me? I have a dog and I'm like, she stresses right. me out. Right. I have oh, and I like this week I was getting so sad because I'm leaving next week. I'm going out of town. Uh-huh. You're going out of the country. Yeah. (laughs) Going out of the country. Yeah, you're not going to, like, Myrtle Beach. No, no. I'm I'm going back to Columbia to see my family. But I keep thinking, oh, my God, my precious baby. Like, my son. Can you imagine? I just, like, I love that cat so much. And, like, I know everybody says, well, their their pet is different. I was like, no, you don't get it. (laughs) Bo is drastically different than any other animal I've met. And, like, I used to, like kid because like there was there was a time where like i when i was like a teenager where i wasn't living at home i was kind of just like mm-hmm. kind of couch surfing in between yeah and i found Bo in a bojangles biscuit bag <laughs> and our thing is always just like oh we're like we're two street cats that kind of like found each other <laughs> um and so anyway sorry random tangents but That's okay. but in really in relation to like self-care honestly like Getting or having Bo is such a huge. How do I say this? I don't say like help. This is gonna be such a perfect segue. Please go. Please keep going. Um, it's just <laughs> I, because like, here's the thing. Like, I don't think without Bo, in like the worst of times, I would get up right. Mm-hmm. I, like with Bo, and like there's also this thing of like, oh, I don't really care if I eat. Like you know, in the worst of times, if like I don't care if I eat, I don't care like what happens, and then I'd be like, well. I have to find a job mm-hmm. because I don't care if I don't eat, but my buddy who's got mm-hmm. nothing wrong, yeah. just like loved and adored me and been through it, <laughs> yeah, deserves to eat yeah. and deserves to have a place where he can shit without getting infected. <laughs> like oh, bare I never min- thought of that, but okay, yeah, bare minimum, like like bare yeah. minimum. And so it's and so like over time it became like oh I have to like. You know, mm-hmm. take care of Bo and then eventually like I realized taking care of Bo is also like taking care of myself because yeah. if like my cat is stressed or not happy mm-hmm. I get like not like I, I'm unhappy right yeah. like I want my cat to be happy yeah. and build a home that is safe and happy for him yeah. and so that also like like another small way would be like he is so used to my schedule mm-hmm. that if at 6.37 if I'm not up he's like calling me he's just like not even like yeah he like literally just goes like boop and it's just like are you awake um i would like to be fed but also (laughs) the way cats are like clockwork yeah and that's so funny because Leia's like i might eat a little bit now i might not eat later i don't know and i'm like make your decision i don't care the food's here no he's just like um i would like to be fed and also you need to go to work (laughs) 
or like like i think in september like there was like i had a little bit of a rough time and there was like one day where i was kind of like oh, just a tad bit hungover mm-hmm. and just like could not get out of bed yeah. and he would just come over and like headbutt me and like headbutt me and be like all right move up like are you okay like i need a sign of life come yes. on like, let's go Aww. let's go and then like once i turned over and he was just like oh, okay cool and then he would just like snuggle under my armpit and yeah. would not leave me right and so like the physical comfort yeah for sure i think that's like something really for me i underappreciated with like having a dog mm-hmm. um i remember i would be talking to my therapist and this was like earlier this year especially specifically it was earlier this year whenever i was just I'm still probably going through it, but like really, really, really going through it. Mm-hmm. And I would be like pretty much hysterical, mm-hmm. right? And like this is like a online platform, so I'm not like face to face. And I'm just like, nah, 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 nah. and Leia would come out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? And would just be like, hey, uh, I'm gonna be like, Leia always comes over. And my therapist <laughs> was like, yeah, she's checking on you because yeah. she loves you. And I was like, oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. Right? She's checking on me, yeah. you know? Like, she's just like, I'm just going to come and sit next to you. Yeah. You know, I'm going to put a little paw on you. Right. Might force myself on your lap, you right. know? And it, like, when I realized that, like, she cares about me mm-hmm. because she really acts like she doesn't care about me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so point that out. Fair. Um... Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, you know, like, we take care of each other. Yeah, And even exactly. though, like, I, you know, feel like, oh, I'm doing more to take care of her. Like, I, I buy her food. I put the food there. I give her water. I do right. her for WAOKs. But, like, all that shit, like, she's here for me. Right. She's been here for me the right. whole time. Right. So what are some, like, other ways that you know that you need to engage in self-care? I think Bo is such a good physical marker. I think the other thing about like self-care is that really, you know, there, there could be signs that you might not be taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. but really only, only, you know, right? Like only you wake up with yourself, only you yeah. go to bed by yourself, like mm-hmm. only like, and so I like, I think it's like when I don't really, I, the thing that's been a hard issue is that I don't know when I need to engage into self-care until it's like a little bit too late. Okay. Until it's been like a little bit too, like a little bit too down, you know, the whole, like rabbit hole or whatever. So what, what is the rabbit hole? Like, are you, you mentioned like maybe being hung over yeah. or like emotionally or physically, like, like, is it like, whoop, I, I probably should have sat down a little while ago. Like, what is it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like all that stuff kind of concurrent. I think also like, yeah, like, oh my God, like, I think just seeping into like a, almost like depressive state. Mm, okay. Um, And yeah, like, I think part of it is just like, you know, for context as well, like I think... Earlier this year, I was, like, diagnosed with, like, bipolar disorder, Mm -hmm. and that made so many things click, Mm. like... Was it, like, a relief? Is that what you mean? Um, I've known I've had it for, like, years, I want to say since, like, college. Okay. Since, like, I don't know, 2016, 2017. Um, but it made things click in the sense that, like, 
once I started getting treated for it, once I got started getting treated for like my own alphabet soup of mental illnesses. <laughs> Not alphabet soup. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, I think the other thing is just like that opened the door of like, oh, okay, so like we're going to get this in order. And like yeah. being able to regulate this, then they'll be like, all right, let's get this. And it kind of, it, it got to this point where I realized I did not realize that people, most people didn't do this, right? Most mm. people yeah, don't just get two hours to sleep at night and go throughout their day. Yeah, Most people don't forget to, like, put on a sock on their way to work. I came to work today with my um, pullover sweater inside out. <laughs> and I was, like, I'm obviously unaware. And right. my coworker's like... Hey, it's on Inside Out. And I was like, why are you talking so loud? <laughs> like, huh. like, did you get dressed in the dark? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got dressed in the dark. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, most people don't need like three different alarms throughout the day to like yeah. remind them that to eat. Right. Cause just, and that's something I started doing now before I didn't do that. Otherwise mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat mm-hmm. or like most people don't go on what I call like social bingers where I'm just like Friday night until Sunday morning, mm-hmm. I am just, like, out. Even if I don't want to be. Like, I'm yeah. just, like, out, out, out. Um, and a good example would be, like, kind of, like, realizing, like... like comparing yourself is never a good thing, I know. But, like, I remember, like, when I used to live with my old roommates, especially the guys, they would, like, get up in the morning. They would eat their breakfast. Mm-hmm. They would prep for work, do whatever, take their coffee mug, go to work, come back... Mm-hmm. change to compress if they had a social life to go out if their thing was like stay at home and chill and socialize in their own way they would do it and then come home prep it for the next day yeah that seemed absurd to me that <laughs> okay. seemed was like it the routine yeah okay. it seemed impossible to me okay even when i had like a regular hour job like a regular nine to five or, yeah and, and like part of it too is just like you know, working in industry too just like deregulates a lot. Yeah. But even in the industry, there are people who are just like, all right, my off days are Tuesdays and Fridays, like gonna get this and like would like, I, I don't know how to call it, but like the XYZ t- steps that mm-hmm. are so basic and then they to go for a day. I didn't have those. Okay. At all. And it's, and it's, I don't know how to call it, but like, you know, when you're a kid, if you have a parent, they're like, all right, wake up. All right. Brush your teeth. All yeah. right. Get dressed. All right. Go to school. Um, I never really had that. Mm-hmm. I like had that until a certain age, until really like Natalie was born, and then mm-hmm. the rest I kind of just it, I was left to my own devices. Yeah. And if I didn't do it, I would get in trouble. But I kind of just basically learned how to skate by on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then as an adult, it got even worse, right? And so I think it was just like, so th- yeah, this summer being able to like wake up on time mm-hmm. get more than two hours of sleep get like i started i remember like the first night i got like four hours of sleep Ooh, and i, I bet over- you were that bitch yeah i was <laughs> overjoyed i was overjoyed if you've seen parks and rec where leslie's like oh my god i got like six hours of sleep yes like, so yo much. i understand um, that I, when i started taking like melatonin i was yeah. like okay so people are just like sleeping all the way through the night yeah okay, this is nice this is great oh my have god have you heard of sleeping yeah yeah i felt like i could fly <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like part of that would be like you know your body can't survive without sleep, right? Even right. if you're like if you're like if I, if I told her story, like you feel the same amount of energy, like mm-hmm. you might feel it, but your body's still decaying. Yeah, and so what would happen? I'd just get like like for a normal like work week where there was like regular service. Keep talking. Um, I would get like two three hours of sleep, maybe none. Work throughout the week, and then like on my off day, just 
crash, like hibernate as I would call it, recover and then do it again. So your sleep schedule was like really sporadic and like inconsistent. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it was just, and like those little things, like, again, things that I think people, a lot of people have innate and feel expected of them as adults or just as like humans, like functioning humans, I didn't have. And for a long time, you know, like my old roommates, they were just like, all right, well, you're working like, you're a student, you're working like two, three jobs, like whatever. Yeah, right. Um, but even so, as I got like older and like kind of growing out of that, I still had that rhythm, I want to say, or mm-hmm. like lack of rhythm. And so this year, a lot of it has been just like, self-care is also like a discipline. Yeah. Like, it's not fun, but like remembering to brush my teeth at night. Yeah. I remember like one friend was just like, yeah, like, I think like during the storm I don't know it was like a year or two ago and I had to crash at their place mm-hmm. because of some type of nature I can't was remember. it was it Michael I, I can't remember was the storm Michael Not or maybe the, the snow <laughs> maybe, oh no 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 sorry we were camping sorry oh okay we were camping and I remember we were all about to go to bed and they're like all right we're all gonna go go to the bathroom and like go to sleep and I was just like oh I don't have to go what do you mean you don't have to you go? Go to, the, go to the bathroom before you go to bed. It's, it's nighttime. Like, you're about to go to sleep. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, I normally don't, like, like I normally don't pee before I go to bed. And yeah, it was just like, odd. <laughs> and they were just like, what? I was just like, no, I normally just, like, I pass out somewhere. I normally pass out on my couch. And then I normally pass out because I, I couldn't sleep, right? And so yeah. I would sleep, like, I, if, if I you, could. If the time, if the occasion yeah. arose, then yeah. you would do it. Right. Yeah. So I, I would just like, no just like fall asleep and then maybe like I I get my two three hours of sleep and then when I would wake up I go pee and then that's it and then they're like so you, you don't pee before you sleep and I was like no so so, so they're like so what do you yeah. do when you brush your teeth I was like buddy if you think I brush my teeth <laughs> <laughs> are you listening are you even listening yeah, yeah. and they're just like again it's just like what and they're like oh my god they were so concerned for my hydration level they're like <laughs> you must be so dehydrated i was like no i think my body just got used to it because i do drink a lot of liquids and water throughout mm-hmm. the day and i was just like ah and then that was like one of the first clues of like maybe this isn't normal <laughs> maybe like mm. so now like these like little like mundane things that i think people might be like I don't say bored of or like or like so used to that they don't realize that there are things they do Mm -hmm. I'm like so happy to do like um I remember when I started like my second week at this job I was like so 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 happy Mm -hmm. because I would like for more than a week I woke up at the same time Mm -hmm. I like ate a piece of fruit on the way to work yeah I like had a lunch break yeah even if I didn't want to eat I could like you know, do whatever. And yeah. the the office is pretty good about, like, go on your fucking lunch. Go on your lunch right now. Mm-hmm. Mainly because, like, we want you back in the afternoon. But also, like... <laughs> go. So you can come back. Yeah. yeah. It's like, go on your lunch. And mm-hmm. then, like... Yeah, and then, like, when I get off, having this liberty of, like, oh, I can, like, go to the gym if I want. Mm-hmm. Or I, like... Or, like, this... Kind of, like, this growing voice saying, like, yeah, let's, like... Let's go to the gym. And mm-hmm. then afterwards, like, you have no groceries for yourself at home. So, like, let's stop by that food line on the way home and, like, yeah. pick this, like, thing up. And, like, all of these, like, it sounds corny, but, like, adulty things. Yeah. Those were things that I never, like, really had. 
in place, even though I've been an adult for like eight years, right? Yeah. Um, I love that you said eight years. <laughs> Longer, <laughs> 10 years, whatever. Yeah, I was like, maybe 10, ten but you know, ten, whatever. 18, I don't know. And like the, the thing that's not sad, but the thing that is like, if you look at my life is, is interesting is like, okay, how do you not do this? But yet for your family, like how yeah. is it that like, yeah, how is it that you're you make sure your family runs like a well smooth old machine. Yeah. But you couldn't remember to brush your teeth at night. Yeah. Um, and I was just like, yeah. I mean, I was like so involved in taking care of my family. Mm-hmm. I never learned how to take care of myself. Yeah. And I never like, I always had a fear of confronting like all these mental illnesses, like all this trauma, mm-hmm. all this grief yeah. that put it in, in like roadblocks and trying to get through it like little by little is wild. But, like, yeah. the little steps have just been, like, again, such a huge difference. Yeah. Um, when it sounds like you're discovering a lot of things that work for you, mm-hmm. do you... So, in kind of the symptoms of you not taking care of yourself, would you say that would be getting out of, like, this routine that you started to kind of create? Or... Um, yeah, like, do you feel like now that you have, like, more of a routine of, like, you know, I brush my teeth, I go to the bathroom, I, you know, eat a piece of fruit on my way to work, I right. do all this kind of stuff, do you feel like if you're kind of getting a little bit um, wonky is the only word that comes to mind, but, like, get a little bit wonky in you taking care of yourself or in your routine, mm-hmm. do you feel like that's a sign for you that, like, you do need to kind of tighten up a little bit and, like, you know focus on yourself more engage in self-care more is there something different um that's the thing like are we still learning it still learning I okay think part of it is just like i also have like an incredibly high pain tolerance mm. so part of that being like you know i think one time i like broke my hand and i still with my left hand i grew up a violinist it was the same day as my senior recital oh my god no. So did you play anyways? Yeah, I put on with like, your left hand. Yeah. Oh I my god. On. I mean, obviously with your left hand, that's literally how the instrument is built. But like, was, oh my god, Luke. It was also hilarious because I just like went to the nurse, got a splint for my like like finger, mm-hmm. um, and the splint was like flesh colored. Yeah. So when I was playing, I was like literally flipping off the oh, entire audience. Oh my god. It was also the senior recital, uh, so like the six seniors had to stand up and play. Yeah. And so I was just like I most bullshitted concert most important but also most yes very and you went to like the school of the arts too so yeah. it was like serious yeah and it was just like it, I, my, so funny it was so funny now but then the next day i remember like the nurse followed up and like hey like how's your hand i was like i don't know it's kind of purple but like the spin is working fine and she was just like oh my god go to the er <laughs> you are not okay i was like what i was like no i was like no i'm good and then, yeah and then I went to, like, I didn't go to the ER. I went to, like, the little teen health connection clinic on Randolph Avenue. Because back then, if you were a minor, they provided some free medical services. I have no idea what you're talking about, but... But, and I didn't have insurance. Mm-hmm. I wasn't eligible. Like, I think I had, like, the, the state teen Medicaid, basically. Oh, yeah. That's and then shit. And then that got taken away by the government. Hashtag fuck healthcare. But anyway... <laughs> Anyway, I knew I couldn't, like, I think the other thing about growing up in a hospital system or growing up in hospitals with families is knowing the hospital system and yeah. knowing how pervasively 
predatory oh, they God, are. It's bad. Yeah. So I don't know. I think part of it is I do have a high pain tolerance, but I'm also just like I ain't gonna pay four hundred dollars for somebody to tell me something. Yeah. Know. Yeah. So, but anyway, I still went, and the doctor was like, "Yeah, you broke your finger. Um, this part of your like uh, phalange is dislocated." Da 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 da. And then I basically had to like wear a splint on my hand. Um, and it was just like, oh, I had no idea. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of like similar to me. It's just like, oh, I had no idea this thing was so bad until yeah. sometimes I need a second objective. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I think with my routine now, I think like if my routine t- starts to get off, I probably won't notice for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, and I think getting, working back into that routine is something that would help. Um, I think the best way to put it is, um. Have you seen New Girl? Mm-hmm. Okay. The episode where Nick has to go to Chicago and, okay. like, help his family bury his dad, mm-hmm. um, R.P. Walt. <laughs> but um, when he shows up, he's just, like, taking care of everybody. Like, yeah, okay, what needs to be done? Let's go, let's go. Yeah. And his roommates, his roommates, not friends. His, I mean, his friend, roommates yeah, are his yeah. friends. But his roommates are all just, like, just especially, it's just, like, wait a minute. Is Nick taking care of people and the guys are just like oh yeah like Nick grew up Nick grew up being the head like head of his household like he takes care of everybody mm-hmm. and they're just like they, they laugh when we tell when they laugh when we tell them that you know he's super responsible or something or like they laugh when we tell them XYZ yeah because they know him as Nick. a caretaker yeah um not like a mess right mm-hmm. and i was just this like definitely a mess yes exactly and i was just like oh my god i've never related every, even like mm-hmm. that is like me to a t like especially like my roommates who again see me like in and out in the worst and stuff yeah and stuff when you know when they see me with my family completely different yeah you know? but i think part of that is just like kind of learning i think also in that episode Nick's mom at the end as he's like leaving and he's like hey I'm sorry that you had to do this I'm mm-hmm. sorry that you had to take care of us and he's like and he's like brushing it off you yeah know, he's like Ugh. he's like ah it's whatever we're it's going whatever. down that road again he's yeah. like he's like ah it's whatever it's fine but that's I, I mean that, that really is yeah. I feel like very much how it is when it comes to like you know your own I don't I'm, I don't want to say like value of yourself right but it's just like how Nick was just like, he's mourning his dad. Yep. Right? right. As someone who is currently mm-hmm. grieving and mourning, yeah. like, the death of my dad, like, I was the one. I was uh, my dad's, like, power of attorney. Right. So I got called um, right. whenever he was in cardiac arrest. I got called for, like, the organ donor, which was a weird situation. Mm-hmm. They were asking mm-hmm. questions, and I'm like, you realize I'm not him, so I don't have the answer. Right. Um, you know, like it was me, yeah. right? I was yeah. the one who had to sign the papers. I was the one where they sent the desert. Like I was the one for that. Right. And I'm still dealing with like, yeah, losing the person who's responsible for my existence mm-hmm. and not necessarily doing it by myself. Cause my brothers did try to help as, as best as they could, but they weren't on, they weren't the power of attorney, Yeah, but like, I didn't even have time sometimes to really think about like what the fuck was going on. Right. Instead, I was like, gotta write the obituary, gotta mm-hmm. call these people back, gotta pay this money, gotta get this done. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, my proverbial hand was like broken, and I'm right. like, gotta push through, gotta finish yeah. the show, gotta make sure this yeah. goes off well, gotta make sure I play all the right notes and all that right. kind of stuff. Yeah. And then like afterwards, you're like, 
Ouch! <laughs> Shit! Yeah. Yeah, and at this point, like, it could... Some real damage might have been done, right? right. Like, if you hadn't gone to the doctor, like, mm-hmm. the next day or whatever, like... Exactly. You, you really could have, like, really, really fucked up your hand, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I think, like... I mean, I, I kind of did, because, like, after that, I, I, I couldn't play, like, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't... I remember, like, I tried playing throughout CPCC, because CPCC had, like, this civic... Yeah, I remember stuff. That. Yeah. Couldn't practice. I remember, like... I think a year after I graduated, I tried to play, and it was still, like, two people, mm. almost. Because I never, like, never went to PT for it, right? So just yeah, I was about to ask yeah. if you go to PT. No, of course not. So it just kind of like something you would do. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it kind of just, like, healed awkwardly. And yeah. And so to this day, like, even the way I hold his hand, it's kind of awkward. Like, yeah. Um, and so, like, yeah, I mean, like, because I didn't pay attention to it, and now, like, this ability to do something that at one point I did all my life mm-hmm. is now hindered. Yeah. I learned my lesson from that. <laughs> Good. You know, no. I mean, like, that sucks that you had to learn that lesson. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I do think that is, that's very interesting. So your symptoms are kind of getting your relatively new mm-hmm. uh, routine mm-hmm. and rituals kind of, like, out of whack mm-hmm. and um, kind of, like, retroactively. But you did say that you are still trying to learn the signs and symptoms yeah. of so instead of like oh now i need to take care of yeah. myself it's like oh yeah. like here's some signs along the way instead of like where are you at the destination like right i'm crashing right right i think that's really hard to do though yeah. um yeah. and especially with this like new type of like almost awareness that you have right. it can be like that's just a different part of yourself that you have to learn yeah yeah and i think the other thing too is just like this new type of, I'm not sure if it's a new type of self-care. I always had an issue seeing my life ahead. Like, I'm always, I was always just like, unfortunately, I was always just like, yeah, like, 25, 26, 27, that's it. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, when I was a kid, like, everybody that I knew that was, like, myself, that was, like, queer, proud, mm-hmm. immigrant, all died around that age. Yeah. Or, like... Yeah, like, they're all dead, or they're all homeless, mm-hmm. or they all, like, I don't want to say, like, fell into despair, but, like, okay, as in, was like, poetic, but. <laughs> <laughs> not fell into despair, but, like, but, yeah, like, I remember, like, you know, the only, like, when I was a kid, the only, like, older, queer, brown, Latino person I knew, um, basically fell off the face of the earth. I have no idea where they are now. Well, like, the last thing I heard was, like, not too good, because they had been displaced, and, and then, like, unfortunately, going back to drama, like, or trauma, like, when I was a teenager, um, my friend Blake committed suicide, um, Caitlin committed suicide, mm-hmm. like, there was just, like, so many people who I, like, you know, vibe with or community, like, my age yeah. or older, just, like, gone from the face of the earth or, like, and, like, and so in high school, my senior year, my principal who was a queer man, like, of course, committed suicide, like, wow. halfway through. Yeah. And so, like, all these examples of, like, and in, and in media, the only, like, say it, representation <laughs> is just, like, death. It was just, like, straight up death. Yeah. It was just, like, even, like, even in, like, rom-coms, right? Even, like, oh, yeah. like, this lesbian fell in love with another lesbian, and then the other one committed suicide, or the <laughs> other one died. Or the other one had to go back into the closet. When I think about, like, our queer ancestors, and I say that in a very large generalized term, not just, like, black and brown queer people, but just, like, queer people that existed, Mm -hmm. specifically in the 80s and the early 90s, Mm -hmm. 
and I, I wish I could put it more poetically. I, I remember like how I heard it, but like all died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like just all died. Mm-hmm. And it was on purpose, mm-hmm. right? Like they right. didn't die on purpose. Right. They were allowed to die on purpose right. because the government, um, right. They were killed systematically. They were. Yeah. yeah. Thank yeah. you. And, and like, and so now when I see cult, like older queer people, they're honestly not that much older no. than no. me. Like I'm no. 34 and I'm like, okay, so you're 40. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever. You, you know, know, like what's something that was like really like this like wall moment of like time was, um, when somebody I know already, they like turned 31, 32 mm-hmm. and they've always worked within like the LGTB rights always doing their thing mm-hmm. and they were like at a youth thing and they were referred to as an elder mm-hmm. and I was like nope absolutely not yeah absolutely not. but that's but then, really I mean yeah and I was like I can only think of maybe like two or three people I know that yeah. are older than 40 yeah that I met when they were older than 40 and it's yeah. and it's not that like queer people you know 40 plus or 50 plus mm-hmm. don't exist like absolutely Right. right, because queer people have always exist, will always exist mm-hmm. the end. But it's that, like, do we know they're queer? Right, exactly. <laughs> Are they out? You right. know, you know, right. and, and you, it's no one, like, you don't owe it to anyone to be out. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting because there's a whole generation of mm-hmm. queer people who are scared of coming mm-hmm. out. There's a whole generation of people who still carry a lot of, like, the shame and the apprehension of being queer because, I mean, I remember, I remember, like, random shows in, like, the 90s and early 2000s where they were, like, they would have, like, um, you remember when sitcoms had, like, special, like, a special night? A yeah. special episode. That's yes, what I'm thinking a, a very special episode. A of, vi- exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Boy Meets Girl. Yes. Right. Exactly. And they talked about, like, gun violence. Right. Or, you know, sexual assault. Right. Or whatever. There's this one. Home- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I have a friend who is homeless yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So there's a show um, starring, it's four or five black women it's called girlfriends mm, yeah tracy ellis ross yeah tracy ellis motherfucking yeah, yep. ross yep. america's sweetheart the first season was on netflix yes i I, yeah. I love that show and i and i grew up watching that show but there's a very special episode where some random guy who probably was gay um was positive hiv mm. aids positive and um you know, they were breaking down barriers and understanding, you know, the science because this is like in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. So like science is still a little bit behind. Um, um, people are still kind of reeling, rightfully so, from like the epidemic that right. <laughs> that was like the HIV, HIV AIDS crisis in the late late 80s, early 90s. And um, he, he cut himself on like a knife and uh joan the main character tracy ellis ross's character um kitchen Mm. and so she threw the knife away which first of all just as someone who's worked in food service industry never put sharp things in the (laughs) the trash can i was just like that part that's the part that stressed me out not this fucking blood on a knife right? right 
And so, and, and like the trash can, also, other note, no. it was just like underneath no. this sink, no, which is like, not no. a bad place to put it. But I was like, okay, so we're just putting like, and it was like a big knife. Like it wasn't yeah. like a fucking knife. It was like a knife. chef's knife. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she like threw it away and there was like conflicts. I don't remember a whole bunch of the episode, but basically he's like was explaining science, right. right? Like, hey, like this is how you can catch AIDS. This is how you cannot catch AIDS. Yes, my blood has AIDS. Um, but you don't catch it just from touching. Like if you touch my blood, you're not gonna get then it. you're not going to get it. Yeah. Like that's not how in general we get things. Right. right? Um, and so she's just like, uh, and then like the episode ends with her reaching into her, you know, kitchen trash can and getting out the knife and just rinsing it off. Yeah. No, that's not sanitizing. Though, though. Uh, yeah. Like, I was I, like, bitch, you need to like fucking sanitize that shit. Aside from that. And that's only because not. you put it in the trash yeah. can, not because there's yeah. fucking blood on it. Yeah. You know, but like, right. Those were the examples that we grew up with instead of like just seeing like queer people just fucking vibing, which is all we want to do. Right, right. We all just want to vibe. Yeah. But instead, like our examples are the one queer person that's on the special episode to teach us a lesson about HIV AIDS or, you know. Uh, the two queer people who have like a best friend, like a fag hag or whatever, mm-hmm. like Will and Grace, you know, yeah. like that kind of thing where it's just like, but we don't really have a lot of examples in the media right. and even like in person right. where it's just like, like Lou, like 99.9% of my friends are queer. Yeah. I cannot name one friend that I have like friend. Like people like associates. Yes. yes. Yeah. But like, I, I like cannot name one yeah. friend and like, Associates who I care about, right. not just like whatever, but like no, no, no. I don't I, I have that. any non-queer friends. Mm-hmm. Why would I be friends with a straight person when <laughs> I can be friends with a queer person? I remember, <laughs> like, no, I just so Jorge, one of my old roommates, came into yes. town this weekend. Oh what? Yeah, and so he was, he was. You literally just missed him. He was at Devil's Logic, oh. and then okay. Um, anyways, anyways, but we so were able, we were able to meet up at Common. Yeah, yeah, and I love to there. But we were having we were having. A, drink and then somebody else um joined us mm-hmm. and we we're just going back more about like life and heartbreak yeah and he was just like yeah i love being in baltimore because i'm just around gay men all the time yeah and he's like do you know what it's like to go back to north carolina like, you have to be around straight people <laughs> fucking drought <laughs> and he's just like if you man like can you imagine just like only being friends with straight people and we all looked around and we we're like no <laughs> Literally, why would i do that no, i would but, just assume not have friends yeah let me <laughs> like but I'll just go to work and be around straight people there. <laughs> you have to be around them all the time. Anyway, well, I'm literally paid to be around straight people and talk to straight people. So if I'm off the clock, maybe <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. But so so yeah. So like there was just like I never saw any future for me whatsoever. Yeah, and I think part of it was just like. My thing was like, I'm gonna live life to the fullest mm-hmm. up until 25, 26, 27. Yeah, because also we, there's like it's also an ageist thing too. Yeah, so even if like. I had this fear that I was going to die, but even so, in the media, it was always just like, past 28, whatever. Yeah, people make, like, 30s seem like it's not that great, but honestly, I would rather, and, I mean, I've had some bullshit happen in my 30s, but, I might be a kid or a cat, I don't know what that is. Kid or a cat. But, um. Next game. Yeah. (laughs) No. Yeah, no, but that's, I mean, that's really, that's. That's it. We don't have that type of representation. And so, yeah, like I'm 34 and I might be considered like a queer elder. And honestly, I kind of like it. Queer Maybe elder. people will call me like sir or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I like that though. Yeah. And, then, and so so when it comes to self-care and now it's just like, 
I never, like, I've always hated the idea of a five-year plan. I always thought that was wild to me. It's a little bit, yeah, daunting. I'm I'm just, like, even when I was a kid, I was like, what's your five-year plan? I was just like, the fuck to be alive? I I don't know. I mean, actually, same. Yeah. I was like, did you you know that you were queer whenever you were, like, a teenager? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah? Wow. Since I was like, I don't know. So like 10 or 12 okay. since middle school wow I wish I knew that and I, I think I was very lucky because being around at Northwest it was oh, always this yeah. thing like yeah I mean yeah there's that, there's right, that. Right. Northwest is a, yeah. for those who don't know is a school of the arts it's a magnet school it's middle and high school right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah middle and high school and it's I mean it's school of the arts so obviously there's a bunch of queer people yeah there's like the you know the fear that parents have got that going to an art school will make you gay I was like no if your kid's That's, already yeah <laughs> Just on you. <laughs> art school doesn't make kids gay. Gay makes art yes. schools. Gay kids make art school. Literally. It's the other uh, way around. I just, had a lot of dykes at my high school. Like, <laughs> an absurd amount of dykes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was absolutely, like, really fucking weird. Like, and I, I didn't take advantage. I was <laughs> I was a, a straight Christian girl, and uh, I could have been eating pussy in, in, <laughs> in high school. You could have been having the time of your life I in high school. Been, I could have been, uh, what's the saying? Well, I wouldn't be digging, just dyking. But like, <laughs> yeah, like I could have been that. Instead, I was like, you know, mustering up crushes for boys and then just having a crush on them for my entire high school career because I was like, I could not imagine just liking boys like mm. hopping from boy to boy to mm-hmm. like no no could not be us <laughs> could not be me could was not be me no but yeah no and so i think now it's just like i think trying to like i remember this not trick but like i remember years ago also like the other shocking thing to people is that i've had this on and off career right so when i was 18 19 i worked at a language company i would like just clerk for the summer and then i actually got an accounting position with them okay. as an accounting assistant, and then I became an actual accountant. And then I started in their main department, which is scheduling logistics. Mm-hmm. And I went from like a little person to like an actual scheduler. Yeah. Um, and I like which transferred into like my nonprofit career and all that stuff. Um, but I remember when I was at that language company, and I'd forgotten about this for a long time. We had to come up with like this dream vision as part of like a mm-hmm. what you want to call it mm-hmm. team building thing. And I was like, I don't. I don't really care like I don't really know and so my boss was just like like okay so you might not be like you might not have these corporate goals you're very young whatever like when you're 25 what do you want for yourself like Mm -hmm. what do you see yourself yeah and I was just like I don't fucking know (laughs) stop asking (laughs) I was just like if I knew so so she was like is there anything and also my boss has known me since or my boss back then had known me since I was a kid oh okay and no one had been around my family, too. And so she was just like, you know, no judgment. Like, all you want when you're 25. What would yeah. you want? And I was like, well, I went back then. I was a doctor. So I was like, I want my own dog. Yeah. I want a motorcycle. <laughs> and she was just like, that all right. very much aligns with... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now I have a cat and I drive a Prius. Okay. Very... <laughs> but, but she was just like, all right. So if you want to have a pet, you would have to move out of your parents' house because they don't have pets, right? And they like, can't, like, be... I mean, no, she could. That was straight-up lie. But um, you'd have to be move out of your parents' house, right? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, all right, well, you'd have to save up to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd have to maintain a job at this at the salary that we're paying you. Yeah. And I was like, I guess so, yeah. And so if you want a motorcycle, you'd have to physically get the motorcycle. But before that, you'd have to get the license. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, it's like two to three kind of bucks. You actually don't have to get a license before you... Mm-hmm. Like, anyways, yes, 
I'm aware now. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. A yeah. random tidbit that was entirely unnecessary. Continue. No, no, but you're absolutely right. But it was just like these little things. And she was just like, and if you want to like make enough to sustain a roof over your head, mm-hmm. purchase this motorcycle, maintain the insurance, because she's also like a senior driving record. <laughs> <laughs> maintain the insurance for that yeah. motorcycle. You'd have to get a really good paint job. And I was like, I think I was like, I was a kid and I was making like 30K. And to me, that was like making 60K. That was like yeah. 80K. Well, also probably back then it was. It was. It really was. <laughs> it paid for most of my college. Like, yeah. Like the two, yeah, the two, three years I worked there, I lived with my parents. I just saved up all my money. And yeah. I paid for like CPCC, paid for like UNC Charlotte mm-hmm. and whatever didn't, scholarships and student loans did it. But anyway, and so she was just like, so you'd have to go to school and finish your degree because at that point I'd finished my associates at CPCC okay. and I was like on the fence about transferring to UNC Charlotte even though I knew I wanted to and yeah. would love to go but I was also just like well I can't go to UNC Charlotte and be a student full time and also work here mm-hmm. um, and so and this was like six months before I, like, I left the company mm-hmm. but she was just like yeah these are like you're guaranteed a better job if you finish your bachelor's and, Yeah. Like, she was like you could stay here for like eight years but do you really want to Yeah. And I was just like I mean, no, not really. Yeah. I've seen Ed. No disrespect to Ed. Love to Ed. Um, but Ed's been with the company for like 12 years now. And he started when, my, when he was my age. Mm. And I was just like, no. I mean, I want to make money. And if I make it to Ed, he makes really good money. Mm. But like... And so I forgot all about that. And this year, it's been kind of those things again. Because like, you know, pandemic. My birthday coming up too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I remember all I wanted was dog and a motorcycle yeah and somehow I ended up with a cat and a Prius yeah I still want that motorcycle yeah so what little things do I have to do to get to that and like again going back to how Bo self-care I was just like and I I do love my cat and I want to like like I felt bad because like sometimes all I could afford was his food and like yeah. half a box of litter and so I was just like I need to like get a better job I mean I was fired from my jobs <laughs> this summer which led to me which was like Turn into an opportunity to get yeah. back to this quote unquote career. Um, but like, I remember like last week, I went and got him his flea collar and flea medication. Mm-hmm. And I also had like the 10 bucks to get him that cat toy, Aww. which I, I never had before. And now yeah. I'm just like, and I took it home and he's like, ah, he's probably not gonna love it. This dude slip, sleeps with that toy. Oh my god, that's so cute! He like, it's like a little, like, it's a little mouse on a string. It's not even that, like, no, but it's, it it's means the word. Yeah. yeah. And so we just like play with it. And then he will like grab the mouse by his mouth mm-hmm. and bring it up to the bed and curl up with me and they'd sleep next That's to so the sweet. toy. And I'm just like, you know, things like that yeah. where it's just like, I, I didn't have the capacity to picture, but now I can. Yeah. Helps me be able to, okay, okay. So like, kind of want things for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And to like lay the groundwork and discipline of like, this might suck, right? Like, I enjoy my job. <laughs> this might suck. Yeah. Like I like my job. I enjoy my job. It's helped the community. It's still like a bit of a stressful job. Yeah. So being like, no, like this is important. Like the work you're doing is important. It's paying you, mm-hmm. and it's also like, I think before, within coffee or within whatever, mm-hmm. I was always just like, oh, this is gonna work until like whenever, right? Yeah. Like, this will just like feed me for now. But this feels like yeah, something that's a little bit more sustainable. Yes, this feels like sustainable, and this feels like I could stay here for a year, two years. And no matter how long I say, this is building towards something else. Yeah. And this is building towards, like, an eventual, like, IT job, an eventual, mm-hmm. like, consulting job. Like, these things that I 
want and before you know when i would want things it'd be too big yeah. almost to yeah. like actually break down and i was like no it's just like one small step forward i think that's really amazing though like i and i i think to a certain extent like i'm i can't say that i'm exactly like you and that i like, didn't have like a five-year plan I didn't necessarily have a five-year plan, but kind of like whenever you were a kid yeah. and you're like, I don't know, when I'm 25, I want a motorcycle and a dog, right? Yeah. Like you had like things that you want right. and your mentor was right. basically like, okay, well, let's think about how those yeah. things can actually right. become real. Right. And I think that like a lot of times it's really difficult for us to picture that because mm. we also are often the one who are making things real for other people. Yes, 100%. And so it's just like, how do I make things real for myself? Yeah, you know, and like, just for myself. Yeah, yeah, just for myself. And like, maybe someone else will come along and right. like be willing to like, you know, vibe in life with me or whatever. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it's like me, myself, and I. Mm-hmm. And I remember whenever I broke up with, um, I don't know, a previous partner, that was like something I was so I mean and even this most recent like partner mm-hmm. um, like that was something I was so excited about because I was like I get to like do and don't do things because I do and don't want to do them yeah like I'm able to kind of like reclaim that and, right like reclaim that space reclaim sleep that. in yeah not get woken up with yeah. the bullshit right. like not trip over their boots like it was just like it was little things and it was big things but i felt like not have to plan out your weekends together exactly and like i you know i don't mind doing certain things but i also i don't mind living by myself Mm. (laughs) like i also don't mind doing things by myself and this was Mm. even before i realized i was an introvert Mm. that like I don't like being at the house by myself. Mm. Sometimes Leia is too crowded for me. It's <laughs> like, why are you talking to me? So, like, you've mentioned a few different things, but what are different ways that you take care of your mind, body, and spirit? It changes. Um, I think one thing, as you may have noticed through the theme of pop culture references, mm-hmm. is I used to have this, like, Friday night. And, like, that Friday night changes. Like, it might not be a Friday night, mm-hmm. but we're like... I used to do this and it would shock my old roommates Runko and Jorge Mm -hmm. because where I would just like put on a movie specifically like I forgot Jorge lived there yeah Mm -hmm. specifically like a raunchy movie or like Mm -hmm. a Reese Witherspoon 2002 rom-com I like how you went from like raunchy to like Reese Witherspoon rom-com right (laughs) right right. there's nothing raunchy about (laughs) Reese Witherspoon so I guess there's a balance there no but like like yeah like just like a fun movie mm-hmm. so like you know legally blonde yeah miss congeniality yeah the proposal, love that one like yeah. what i call the white woman hits <laughs> sorry they are they are very white yeah. women and they are hits they're yeah. i mean miss congeniality is a fucking banger yeah it's it, 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 and like, there's a second one too that right. one's good too it has regina mm. you know what's funny is that the legally blonde sequel also has regina king is it Regina King? Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Regina Hall. Mm. There's Regina Hall and there's Regina King, but Regina King is the right Regina that we're talking about. Yes. Yeah. They're both actually very hot and very talented. Yes. And somehow when they white women need a sequel, they're like, like, you the know, we need one. a sassy black yes. best friend is really what it is, if we're being honest. But first one. First one they call. Yeah. <laughs> She's available. Yeah. Um, but I would put that on and then I would try and like also if you hadn't gone it through my 
presence here, it is very hard for me to take care of my physical body. So, mm-hmm. like, basic hygiene, like, not trying to gross people out, but, like, like actually showering daily, not a thing. I'd shower, like, maybe once or twice a week. I'd wash my hair, mm-hmm. and that's when I would have to shower. But I used to have this thing where, you know, Friday night, I'd put on a movie, and then I would, like, do my nails. And either mm-hmm. that would be, like, painting my nails or just, like, you know, trimming them, yeah. doing, like, the little sugar, what you call the sugar rub, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I remember, like, one time vividly, Runkle came in after, like, a date, and he's, like, walking through the living room, and he just, like, kind of stops, like, he breaks. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, on the couch, chilling, like, you know, like, painting my nails. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, it was either, like, Sweet Home Alabama, or... <laughs> <laughs> you really watched those movies, okay? Yeah. Wow. Like, Sweet Home Alabama, or, like, a new Netflix, like, rom-com or something. Yeah. And he was just, like... What are you like? And I could tell the look on his face. He's like, "Hey, what you up to, buddy?" I was like, "Oh no, I'm just like vibing, like watching this movie, and mm-hmm. doing my nails, or like massaging my feet or whatever." And he's just like, "Oh, oh." And then because I am so characteristically not feminine, mm-hmm. like doing these very feminine things. Yeah, that is cute. Like he was just like, "Oh," and I was just like, "Did did you forget that you?" also live with a girl and, he's like, and at this point we've been living together for two years yeah and normally yeah. when i have this space is when he's not home or when he oh, or the okay. boys aren't home basically yeah. and it's like i have the house myself yeah and like by the time i'm done or wrap up like they come like they come home so he's never actually seen this before yeah i mean it was just like i mean a little <laughs> yeah and i was like oh i don't blame you but like so things like that i think also like now like showering like i think my roommates know when i shower there would not be hot water afterwards. <laughs> it might be like twenty minutes. Okay. It might be an hour. Yeah. Um, and damn. My, yeah. Not an hour. Never an hour. Okay. No, I was brown, like, you were clean. No, the brown person in me would never allow myself to shower That's more than thirty minutes because the energy. But yeah. <laughs> you're th- all you're thinking is Duke energy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna ruin my shower. I'm such a dad. I'm just like no, like cut all the lights off. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think actually just like taking physical care like going to the gym yeah of, i've always been like i've gone to the gym on and off like all my life mm-hmm. um and been physically like involved one way or another but like being able to go to the gym mm-hmm. and like lift and like some physical activity so like this summer it was kayaking and then rock climbing which yeah. i know is like a very like lesbian thing to do it's and very, like yeah. but it's it's so weird because like for me it's like oh i get to have this time or like i do with my friend or yeah. do it by myself and it's not a competitive thing. No. Now it's become a competitive thing. Okay. Well, now it's become like. Did you do that? Did you no, make it competitive? No. Oh, no, okay. no, no. I'd be like the type of person that drop into the climbing gym like three or four times a year. Not even yeah. a month, a year and be like, this is my time. Also, I'm a cheapskate. So if I'm going to pay 20 bucks to go into a gym for a day, <laughs> I'm going to go at 10 a.m. on my day off, <laughs> climb all morning, go to lunch come back and climb until the night i love that i'm just like I'm you're getting t- your money's worth yes yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly but now it's become like this thing of like it has very much become a sport kind of mm-hmm. like in the way like you know before like yoga i don't know how to describe it is as it's as if you would make yoga a commodity sport rock climbing before it was more like do your own thing let's see what you can do mm-hmm. yada 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 now it's like how much can I do? How can like how well can I do in front of yeah. others and all that stuff? Okay. Yeah. And so it's like it's, I, I don't think that's. I mean, do you think that's like a? Do you feel like it's that's a neutral thing? You feel like it's a good thing? You feel like it's a bad thing? Oh, I'm saying others. For me, I'm just like I just go and vibe. Oh, okay. But being around others, that it's just like becomes a competitive thing. Gotcha. It's, it's just like a huge turn off. I'm 
I'm just like, oh, oh. that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, I'm just like, I'm going to make it up half this wall. Yeah. That's great if I do. If I, I feel do. like that's more of how I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, I, I go to the gym. We yeah. go to the same gym. Yeah. And I really, I do enjoy working out. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to get like really good arm muscles. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. For the sole purpose of wanting good arm muscles. Just like for the flex. Just yeah, say, just, just for because the flex. I have. Just for like, the flex. I'm not like competing like, oh, I have bigger arm muscles with mm-hmm. you, but I would like to go on record saying that I did win in a contest between me and my friend. I had the bigger arm muscles. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I'm not like, I want to like, did it. It's just like, yeah. it sounds like you really enjoy finding different ways to move your body mm-hmm. and like getting good at those ways. Yes. Yeah. And not getting good, like, for competition, but getting good because it's like, oh, I can do this cool trick yeah. now, right? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. I can, like, reach this new thing. I can grab this new thing. Yes, I can, exactly. you know, lift this much weight and stuff like that. Right. And I totally get that. I can, like, go on my kayak this much longer. Yeah. I can actually lift my kayak because I was an idiot and got a 50-pound kayak. <laughs> <laughs> and it was comical. That sounds heavy. <laughs> it was so comical putting it on my diet like my prius is also the prius c so it's the small it's version small, yeah. it looks like it like looks like a little droid from star wars to be honest <laughs> so putting my kayak on top is very comical but yeah but yeah and also like i didn't get a chance to do this much this summer because again this summer i was sacked two, two times but being in water you so said like, what fired I was fired two times. No, I, I, I was actually, I didn't know it was two times. Yeah. So I got fired from two different coffee companies. God, in, oh, that's right. Yeah. Damn. What a big summer. Yeah. So it was also <laughs> just like, you know, coffee. I love coffee. I want to come back to it. Maybe not now. Mm. Now I just like enjoy good coffee. Yeah. Because I was like, you know, in the coffee mm. industry for years and, yeah. I, and I was just like, Y'all are real white. Y'all on some bullshit. Mm-hmm. I just, I enjoy coffee. And I, I enjoy the science behind yeah. coffee. But like, I'm, I don't enjoy the detail being it. in coffee. And I also, yeah. now I'm like, can, I was somewhere. And, oh, I'm not going to name it because I really like this place. And I don't want them to, I don't want people to think bad of them. But they were like, air, they were steaming some milk and that milk was screaming Lou yeah. and I was just like how bad was their wand oh <laughs> it's hard it's hard it's hard it it's, ruins it for you it's like I wish I could not know this right yeah I went to so I went to a coffee shop national coffee day was last week I went to a coffee shop for my lunch mm-hmm. and it's like great cool it's so hard because like you know you know I've been in the industry mm-hmm. like being in coffee for so long being on so many different sides of it it is so hard for me to just go and enjoy it. Yeah, I always ask like a million questions. Yes, <laughs> and then the the terrace. Yeah, who do you use for your tea? Yeah, what kind of milk? What kind of? Can I see your? I need to see your steaming one. <laughs> yes, that's a big thing. Oh, but because yeah, yeah. But for me, it was just like I think something the past year in the shops that I worked at, something that we worked very hard on was our customer service and mm-hmm. priding ourselves because like we knew that we were like competing with a lot of other shops yeah. that had great drinks. But, like, the customer service and, like, getting to treat our customers like friends and, like, regular mm-hmm. and, like, actual community members was a huge deal. Yeah. So, going into a shop with a snooty barista Ugh. and, like, and as somebody who loves coffee and exercise, I was like, hey, and, like, I know, I know I have resting bitch face. I know mm-hmm. I look very intimidating. Do you really? I, I think I do. I assume I do. I try to get resting bitch face, but people still talk to me. So <laughs> I guess I don't have a good one. I don't know. I don't Specifically, know. people at gas stations. Mm. 
like to talk to me. And I don't I, think there's anything that can deter people at, at that, gas stations. I don't that's think it's okay. anything. I think it's just Thank a, you. Because I'm like. A universal mm, thing. I'm like scowling and they're yeah. like, hi. And I'm yeah. like, what What would no. make you talk to me? No. I'm at a gas station. No, absolutely No one not. is here to vibe. And, no. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And so, but yeah. And so just like going up to a shop and like somebody's kind of like like not welcoming and i'm like all right i feel like a health inspector like all right <laughs> first things there right yeah, yeah yeah and like i think also like the presumptions of like Ooh, say it of like a lot of shops and how and again for me my biggest thing was like i love coffee i love making accessible people and people would always come in so she was like oh i have a starbucks i was like oh that's okay if all you've ever had starbucks yeah. that's okay so what would you like like how can i like help you explore or like right. open like that's always been like my passion with coffee mm-hmm so to like get this like I don't know snooty service I want to yeah. say that's so much more common I was also just like oh I like you know the way I approach coffee was very different mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of like the stark reminder of it and it's just like oh and it's also like the place was also super pretentious like yeah. they had these like tall green salt and pepper shakers like very minimalist like very 2012 green minimalist <laughs> and i was just like bro we're in 2022 yeah you're not in the hipsters dreamland from 2009 yeah. it's i think that's called nostalgia right yeah i think like i always love when so i i love coffee um i also have anxiety so i <laughs> i recognize that like just downing coffee is just not really like an option for me yeah um and or i have to make sure that like my body is in a good place mm-hmm. and my like literal emotional state is in a good place if mm-hmm. i want to just like drink some fucking coffee right um so i usually go with like a latte or i'll go with a chai not even a dirty chai just the chai dirty chais will turn me upside down <laughs> but sometimes i'll get like a cortado right or like a macchiato mm-hmm. and then they explain it to me <laughs> it's it's like every time I walk into a coffee shop, it's that meme from Parks and Rec when the Ron Swanson guy walks mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a hardware store yeah. and somebody comes up to him and is like, hey, can I help you? And he just like looks at him and goes, I know more than you. And like walks away. <laughs> and that is, that's exactly it. And, and they're like, okay, well, a Cortado. And I'm like, it doesn't have caramel or, or because I like Cortados, but yeah so like put a little half a pump of vanilla in there for me and they're like well traditionally i'm like no i understand and that's why i asked you specifically to give me a half a pump yeah yeah it's just enough razzle dazzle enough i like cortados but i like some razzle dazzle it's not yeah my go-to is always like a small caramel cappuccino i'm like all right Mm -hmm. but it's not a starbucks i know i know exactly what a cappuccino is it is like when i was competing it was my competition drink so i was like yes i know exactly what it is give me that air yes fluffy milk i just want the foam and a little bit of caramel to bring all the nuttiness together it's good yes i was just like and it's like it's like like, i'm not a i don't think that i'm a cop i used to think that i I used to call myself a coffee snob Mm -hmm. because i know a lot about coffee yeah um and because i enjoy coffee and i was like but i think i just like a pre like i know because i have had so much experience in coffee i just know what i like in coffee yes exactly and that's why i go and ask for cortado right. with a fucking pump right right <laughs> and, and maybe some simple syrup or something like that yeah and it's just like no 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 i like cappuccinos I, i'm actually not a huge fan of cappuccinos mm, but like i like cappuccinos right mm. I just know that I like it this way because I used to make it this way for yeah, myself. Right, 100%. And I think for me, so she's like, 
I like it. I know why I like it. I know the science behind why I like it. Yes. I don't have to give you a twenty. I don't have to teach you. Yeah. Like if you could just make my drink, and it's yes. like I don't want to be that person that's like, could you just make my drink? But like also like, why are you explaining this to me? Right. Right. And there's like there's different people who would ask, oh, what do you like this? Very different the way they engage. Yeah. With you. That's when they thick. like instantly start explaining it right. to you, and it's like, girl, I know the condescendence is just yeah, and. So now that's actually like now for me, I think my favorite, like bringing it back to self care, my favorite self care ritual is making coffee for myself. Mm, okay. So, like, I, I haven't have, had some of your coffee in a while. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Well, I think it was earlier this year whenever you were working at that place in Noda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. Oh, no I got a tea. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the kind of person I am. Mm. No, but yeah, like making myself coffee so like because of the medication i'm on i also can't have coffee regularly oh so friday so like fuck up your heart yeah it's also adderall so i can't like oh yeah yeah yeah. so fridays i don't take adderall but i have a little chemex pour over Mm -hmm. and i just like go into my office and i make my little like pour over yeah and it's, it's like I think also just like this huge difference of like, oh I'm making this coffee just for me yeah not for my roommates not for my customers not yeah. for my office but just for me yeah and then same thing like on Sunday mornings because like Sundays is usually the day I see my family or something mm-hmm. so we might have breakfast for, for lunch but like waking up and being like do you have I'm, like Colombian coffee yeah shit thinking yeah damn oh man I'm gonna have so much coffee when I go to Colombia but like yeah and, yeah, and even in Colombia like when I go it's always just like love my family I don't see them not to sound ungrateful but like Colombian family 24-7 family 24-7 last time I went I snuck away and also like Colombians are very overprotective and they think you're an idiot if you didn't grow up there and so they're shocked that I can navigate Bogota and I was just like I don't know how to tell I was like bro I like I was lost not lost in Europe but I was like was went wild in Europe Mm -hmm. I was like if I can navigate Berlin and Frankfurt yeah and fucking Poland <laughs> Poland like I knew German but I didn't know Polish yeah if I, if I can like navigate around Warsaw and Krakow and mm-hmm. somehow make it down Eastern Europe through like the really scary Eastern European countries mm-hmm. and make it to Vienna and then to Italy I think I can navigate around Bogota yeah and my native, where I'm from where I'm from <laughs> in my native language in my native language <laughs> with my family here yeah. exactly and so I snuck away that's so funny and they were just like like my, my parents were uh, my dad was gonna run like an errand or something uh-huh. and I was like oh, I'll go with you I'll take a cab with you and I was like okay you can drop me off here and he was just like what and I was like yeah I'm gonna like there's like these two things I want to check out in Chapinero and he's just like but how are you gonna get back I was like by getting back and he's like I'll take a cab I was like nah that's too expensive there's like a straight line that drops us, drops me off right in front of the oh the, wow the, 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 the yeah he's like no but you're not taking that that's dangerous I'm like okay dad sure and so, wink wink <laughs> wink so I like checked out this coffee shop and like this barber and like this like these like really and this like we like kind of like kind of hipster court mm-hmm. where there's like a market cool going to a coffee shop and then like also getting like the little street coffee mm-hmm. so happy <laughs> so happy and then like i got back to the house i took the bus like uh-huh. all that stuff and my dad said so he took the cab right and i was like no dad come on like <laughs> i told you i wasn't gonna I told you wasn't. <laughs> and i like i also realized oh you have no idea this shit i've been up to most of my life so you there still go yes yeah, so he's like so you still think i like yeah okay no, I'm yeah just, i'm not gonna ruin this also adventure. you're his kid yeah so he's like i love yeah, you yeah safety yeah. all that shit yeah and my family the the other thing too like my family's even worse like my grandma does not let me out of oh my grandma unfortunately passed she was so overprotective mm-hmm. 
would not let me out of her sight. Like, I'd have to be, like, if I was playing soccer in the street, it'd be somewhere she could look down. <laughs> um, and it was kind of just, like, the sphere, right? Yeah. And I was like, I get it. If you don't know how to navigate it. And, it, like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But, well, like, and, and you mentioned, like, um, kind of, like, some of the experiences that your parents yeah. grew up with um, yeah. in, in Colombia and right. how scary it was. Yeah. I mean, stranger danger was like right. a big thing whenever I was growing up yeah. and so my parents were like be terrified of every single person who right. makes eye contact with you in, per- in per- right. public and it's just like okay great so yeah. we're all terrified of everyone perfect yeah and I, I liken it to being like being let loose in New York for the first time without ever being in big city yeah which That's, I don't know if I could ever be in yeah. New York unsupervised let me be honest <laughs> I, I went once and I was like never let go of my hand yeah it was terrifying but you know that was my first time really like visiting a big city like that because like charlotte's well i mean atlanta yeah i guess kind of a big city but i just refuse to drive there so it sounds like primarily ways that you take care of yourself are really physical Mm -hmm. do you feel like the physical ways kind of feed into like your mental and your emotional like your spiritual health or do you feel like that's a separate thing um not i mean they're all connected i know but Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it always okay i think oftentimes like the physical stuff kind of like distracts my mind Mm. but it also gives me like this surge of energy to like tackle like some thoughts that maybe didn't want to think about before and in a more calmful way another thing i really love is just like just like dancing like Mm I don't care. I mean, I'm, as I'm getting older and I realize it's just going to take a lot more energy and, like, pre-gaming prep to do to go out, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to actually, like, go out dancing. I really have to, like, warm up my body. Yeah. If I just start dancing, yeah. like, without warming up, my knees instantly are like, so you really thought you were just going to dance without warming us up? Right. Like, you right. just really thought that. And right. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I went to a show at Petra, so it was, like, this rock band playing. I was, like, jumping up and down with, yeah. with Adrian and just, like, having class. I woke up the next day and I had a Charlie horse. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Like, is this because I didn't stretch? It is because you didn't stretch and maybe like, eat a banana what? or something. I was like, what? <laughs> I remember like waking up and feeling like, just go like this. Our Charlie horse is the fucking They're worst. They're the worst. And they you like wake you up, up and you're like, <gasps> <laughs> something is wrong. Up. And I'm just like, and you're like, it's just like, <laughs> I'm just like staring at it. Like, as, as for the, like the physical mental stuff, I like, I need to not do this anymore. But I like, remember when I was like, set with like a friend or something I would like write this like essay par- like essay text right like two three paragraphs uh-huh. and then I would always like unfortunately it'd be like the middle of the night like kind of like thought spiraling kind of thing yeah and I would send it and I realized that <laughs> who were you sending it to <laughs> just like you know people you might be upset with like oh like, oh gotcha top, like, so it wasn't like hey best friend here's some thought no so I know you're no. really not disturbed it's no. just like and another thing yeah exactly oh, okay exactly gotcha. and even like if I was in conflict with something and kind of like almost I don't want to say like taking it out but like journaling it with somebody else mm-hmm. or, like, so I realized on WhatsApp you can send something and then immediately delete it and nobody would ever see it <laughs> so I started okay <laughs> I'm listening so I started kind of doing that uh-huh. And just being like, no more, unless it's like absolutely necessary. But I feel like at this point, if like, if I have more than two paragraphs for for something to say, it needs to be said in person or on the phone. Okay. Uh, Yeah, okay. And then, and then I realized, oh, I'm just journaling, but I'm also like pissing somebody off in the process. (laughs) You can just journal without Yes, exactly. And so I have to like, by baby steps, kind of take it off and be like, okay, instead of like, pissing somebody off and writing this I'm just gonna like write it on my phone yeah and then like save it in notes app and then like delete it 
And then, like, in two days later, I can be like, yeah, I was being ridiculous. I was overreacting. I'm good. But it was just... So that's helped a lot calm, like, the mental, physical stuff. I really love that. I mean, yeah. I, I personally, like, love to journal. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> sometimes, and you follow me on Twitter, and you know how hysterical I am. Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, ooh, that's, that's a really delicious thought and tweet it and I'm like Kalea this feels like something you should keep to yourself (laughs) and just journal it instead and uh, so yeah I do that instead but yeah journaling is definitely a kind of a good way to do that yeah absolutely I really like what you said about the using like the physical things that you do like you know going to the gym rock Mm. climbing in order to get your mind right Mm. to be able to take care of your mind right um i think that's something that um i really try hard to do like yeah. I, I like to just i like to move my body like right. i like to find different ways i can move my body i like to just be like like kind of like what you were saying like right. it's just cool that i can do this right, right. like i want to you know just i want to see if i can get buff <laughs> right that's just it seems yeah. like fun you know i want to see if i can make my ass fatter <laughs> i think for me it's always and i can like the ability, like I want to be. Like I remember last when I was lifting regularly, like with a trainer and everything. I got to the point where I was able to like lift my cousin on my shoulders, who's yeah. like a hundred and fifty pounds. Oh shit! And she's like, and like she's like, that's normal for like she's tall, like normal teenager. But I like she got on my shoulders, and like I just like lift her up when we went apple picking, so she get an apple. And she was she like looked at me, she looked down at me. She was just like, you can do this. I was like, apparently I can. <laughs> that's cool, right? It's yeah, me. It's, it's me. me. Yeah. So I, like, uh, yeah, I get that, but I think like. I want to I want to get to a point where I'm like exercising and like I I recently realized that like I have I'm angry mm. <laughs> like and I know same, it's funny same, it's like I, I recently realized why, that I'm why like why would you be ang- what would you be angry about I don't know no um, no particular reason. No reason but like I recently realized that and I have always shied away uh, from labeling myself as angry because socialized as a woman right. I don't want to be an angry black woman. Right. right right and I'm often red 99% of the time I'm red as a woman so like I don't want to be an angry black woman I don't want to have an attitude when in reality I actually just have anxiety and mm. the attitude you're seeing is me just trying to hold it to fucking together okay right. but and so I'm like you know I'm feeling like angry I'm feeling frustrated I feel I'm feeling all these different things right how do I take out aggression yeah I don't know how to do that oh boxing I I want I'm so scared Boxing. because the moment someone hits me I'm done batting game. well for me it's actually go karting because I remember like Ooh. anytime I feel like you know like jaw breaking yeah I just I go go I mean I mean I also in case again you haven't picked up on it I love speed <laughs> I mean go karting is fun yeah I, then, I like it like Frankie's yeah yeah love it. So, so for me, it's just like if I feel like really angry about something, I'll just get in a go kart or like actually, yeah, go to like an arcade, like you know, a bar or something, and just yeah. like whack at things either digitally or physically. Yeah, like, I, kinda... I think I, I think that's what I'm hearing is that you're kind of you do a good job of transferring the physical to the mental. Yeah, and I, I would like to. I, I, I can't say that I'm like brain dead or should say that I can't say that I'm mm. not thinking. Or feeling whenever I'm um, really messed up my eye there. Um, whenever I'm uh, exercising, but I think that 
similar to how like yoga is meant to get your body and spirit ready for meditation i mm-hmm. feel like ex like exercising physical movement can kind of do that as well i also like fun story i remember for years people telling me to do yoga and i was like ah whatever it's not for me and then you taught me like i think yeah. you're like the first person i did yoga with and i was like oh oh yeah, i see it veterans Park. yeah and i was like <laughs> Oh, it's like when people like if you like didn't grow up eating chocolate, people are like just try it. You'll like it. It'll yeah, be fun. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then you actually try it. Like, you're oh, like, okay, I get it. I, I get what it. you're saying. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> I get the vision. I get the vision. Yeah. 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 I definitely. Yeah. I think that is. I think that is like possible, and I I've been trying to kind of explore that more, and I think that's why I've been like. I'll use the word fixating, like fixating on like, okay, I want to like... Or focusing. Focusing, yeah, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to focus more on like my arms today or right. I'm going to, you know, focus instead of just like... Because I will just fart around at the gym. Yeah. Like, I'll be on the elliptical for like a fucking hour and be like, I probably should just do something else, shouldn't I? Yeah. So, I think that's it. Um, What is something that you need to improve on in self-care, which I think you kind of... Oh, I think that was, like, the main part of this. I, was, I think actually just, yeah, recognizing when I need it. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, how do I say this, finding a balance between, like, being more independent and doing so and not, like... Again, I think I, th- I mentioned earlier that sometimes I need, like, an objective person to be like, ah, uh, no, your arm is broken. It's okay. not, like... So kind of being able to transfer that into me looking at my arm and be like, no, it's broken. Without gotcha, being, okay. Like, is that, like... S- it's not self-realization. Self-reliant. Self. I don't know what that is. Mm. I know what you're talking about. Though. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. I just don't know what that's called. But yeah, just basically like getting to the point where like I recognize not like my roommates being like, mm, you do it okay? Buddy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of getting to that point, it's just being able to like realizing myself and taking the steps to yeah to do what's needed to take care of myself it's hard i think Um, sometimes that takes like a lot of like slowing down yeah right where it's just like because it's not like you it's not like a switch where Mm. you're good and then you're not good right right? like there's yeah it it happens like there's a spiral there's a an event there's something like that and so to be able to um see the symptoms like ooh mm. I okay for instance I don't sleep very well mm. and one symptom for me whenever I know that I'm stressed out like extra stressed out because I'm always stressed out mm. um, is I wake up and my jaw is tight tight yeah. or I wake up in the middle of the night and like my jaw is like mm. and even in my awake a state like my jaw will be tight right i'm very conscious about my jaw mm. um and i used to be really bad at like i used to grip my teeth so fucking grind my teeth so bad like when yeah. i was a kid and even as an adult too um and i also have like really just shitty vivid dreams right, right. so but that's not me crashing that's right. just a sign yeah. that like Worse things are to come if I keep right. going down this road. Yeah. And so since I recognize that about myself, then I kind of take inventory of like, okay, what's everything that's going on? What are some thoughts and feelings that I've been having? Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on? What are, what are some things that I've been doing? Mm-hmm. Like, have I been going to the gym? Have I been right. taking my ashwagandha? Have I been 
you know, going to sleep at good times? Have mm-hmm. I been, you know, doing the things that I know really, that really, keep really. me well yeah. and keep me, you know, like in my routine and my ritual? And oh, you know what? I stopped drinking my nighttime calming tea, or you know right. what? There's particularly stressful things happening at work, or right. you know, whatever. And kind of following that that uh, that path. Mm-hmm. To figure out like where where it's coming from right because it's coming from something like even though like even if you have like anxiety like my body always thinks like my self always thinks that like i'm in danger at any second like someone could bust through this back fucking door i think about it every day yeah (laughs) right um but like recognizing like what's happening right now Mm. aside from the underlying anxiety yeah this is a little extra razzle dazzly anxiety. Yeah, it's like, that. it's like something in your system. Not to be a nerd in IT tech, whatever. But it's like something in your system saying, "Hey, you need to do like a troubleshoot of some things." Yeah, exactly. It it's I, like a glitch. Yeah. I think for me, it's like I think you know at the start of the other podcast or the other episode, I was talking <laughs> about how like I didn't realize how I wasn't taking care of myself until in ludicrous of storms, I hit like a wall going above twenty. I think. <laughs> I think for now, my goal is not to get to that point and yeah. get to the point where, like, keeping it fast, like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of going kind of fast, but I'm, like, I realize that there's a wall coming up, mm-hmm. and instead of having to hit the brakes and all of a sudden, like, you know, potentially yeah. crash or cause another to crash, you kind of just go on the brake slowly and be able to either Yeah, swerve, take your foot off the accelerator yeah, and, like, yeah, Be able absolutely. to swerve, like, instead of, like, going at it. Well, I'm excited for you to experience that because I think that like, and I definitely have not like reached a pinnacle of like figuring that out, but Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, what you said about, you know, recently getting this diagnosis, maybe starting medication. um, I think that it can be a lot easier for you to be able to self-regulate and for you to be able to kind of see these symptoms because... Getting more than two hours of sleep. <laughs> well, that's yeah. sexy for you. <laughs> yeah. But like also being able to like something that I remember and I'm I don't I want to be careful to not like project my understanding and my experience with of, with bipolar disorder with yours. But like I remember like my dad would have these like just ridiculous responses to things. I'm yeah. like, that's not that's not we don't do that. Right. Right. And whenever he started medication for the first time, he was making a lot more. Uh, reasonable logical responses to things that are just like everyday life things or sometimes things were a little bit more difficult but and I remember like him being like I don't really know and I remember him you know not really recognizing these changes that was happening but me for the first time in my life not knowing how to deal with a dad who was um who's mental chemistry was more balanced essentially like I just was like I don't know what to do like I was ready to like buck up and have this fight with you but you didn't even fight me back you know I was ready to be like no this is what I'm saying and he was just like no I understand and I agree and I was just like you understand and you agree but I had a speech plan (laughs) you had everything ready (laughs) right and so I think like now that that's something that maybe you can access more of mm-hmm. in yourself, like I think that you know you will see more symptoms and you'll recognize them as like symptoms right. rather than like this is just how things are. Yeah. Sometimes I just only sleep for two hours. Right. No, or that's a sign, right? No. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think also just like again, like you know, but also just like strengthening friendships and interpersonal relationships that like I like recognize now that like. 
the reaction similar to your dad or mm-hmm. like the interactions I would have were just like oh my god bonkers like yeah I remember you know I think this this month I had to like go back and delete messages because I needed to open up stories from my phone <laughs> and just like yeah, I have to delete pictures <laughs> looking at the way I would like text people or just mm. respond and just be like oh my god I'd just be like I wouldn't I wouldn't say like oh man I remind myself of my mother it's like not even that this is just like I'm also like you know pretty straightforward mm-hmm. logical person mm-hmm. and so like looking at some things and being like there is nothing logical about this there is <laughs> nothing that makes yes! sense of how I like reacted to this one thing yeah there's yeah. nothing that, that it's like, perspective yeah you know? it's just like wow okay 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 and like like you know the kind of shame and embarrassment that comes yeah. from that but also being like let's not do this in the future yeah. yeah well and i mean using those experiences as like a springboard of right. like okay now that i know you know how far is too far right i can make like a better plan of exit or i can right. make you know a better plan of conflict resolution yeah. i can communicate better right. you know and i think right. that like if that's something that you're willing to learn and like right. i think that that's something that is entirely possible yeah. and can be really exciting like yeah. it's almost like whenever you finish a project and mm-hmm. you like did the fuck out of that project. Right, right. You and you're like, I did that shit, right? It is aesthetically pleasing. There are no typos, right. you know? And like, you're finally like, this is what I did. Right. I think that like, that's to me how I sometimes think of being a human being. Right. Not necessarily like a project, but like something that I'm working on mm-hmm. and like, obviously there isn't going to be like a finished project or finished, um, yeah, project tomorrow because I'm, probably gonna live past tomorrow but like (laughs) yes yes yeah Yeah. you know probably knock on wood um but like it's also like okay but like a year ago I really struggled with this and now I don't struggle with this or now this is something that you know I'm able to cope with or whatever and so I think that that's kind of like the daunting but also really exciting part about being a human it's yeah. daunting because it's like jesus christ there's it's always so fucking something there's to do something. Yeah. <laughs> like i'll never just like be like a perfect whatever that means human being um right. but it's also like well if i'm gonna be alive i might as well be working on something right right <laughs> and it's also like i'm not sure if you ever saw um what's it called everywhere everything at once i haven't seen it yet but i heard it's magical it is but like nihilism is at the point of it and it's just talking about it like at one point it's just like well if nothing matters nothing matters and they're like yeah if nothing matters then nothing matters so we can just do whatever we want and Mm. if what we want is to live happily then we can do that because it doesn't fucking matter wow and so it doesn't like it doesn't matter it doesn't have to be like negative that's so interesting exactly like like nothing matters isn't a thing where like it's a bad thing. It's like, no, it's a great thing. It is a open roadmap to build whatever you want. Yeah. And be able to like... It's really, really, really beautiful. Yeah. Watch the movie. You will cry. <sighs> I saw. I, but it I is... I don't know. I feel like every, every like weekend I like watch some movie that makes me cry. I mean, it's like, you're not watching a movie unless you're crying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I will, I do watch movies and don't cry. I mean, like, I turned up the first time I saw Sweet Home Alabama. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. For the record, I'm When kidding. I saw that scene in Legally Blonde. <laughs> I'm kidding. Where she got it. To okay. school. I mean, yeah. I definitely have cried. Um, but, okay, so uh, what are some things that you excel at in self-care? Um, where... 
I'm not sure. Okay. I think like I think I realized once I'm doing something for myself, I'm starting to recognize that like leave me the fuck alone. Like Okay, like boundaries? Yeah. Okay. No, like I'm not not good at my own boundaries. I'm trying to learn how to build them, but basically like, you know, how to say it, but like yeah, for my roommates, like by telling telling them, Hey, like, if I'm gonna take a shower, I'm gonna take a shower and they're like, Okay, great. Um I think like also for me, like something that used to be a big part of my self care would be taking care of my house, taking care of the monstrosity that is Medford. It's a big house. It's a big so for context, I rent out a house in East Charlotte with two other people. Normally in order for us to afford that house it has to be like four people living there. Okay. But it has a huge backyard. It has a huge Massive. backyard. Yeah. Um, and I used to really take a lot of pride and joy in being able to like take care of it, maintain it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, I kind of just like let it go because mm-hmm. I was just like, I mean, you had a lot going on. Yeah. Yes. But I didn't feel bad. I was just like, wait, no, this is not just my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, like the way that the house is or looks is not a reflection of myself, mm-hmm. and I can like wow. go yeah. back to it when I want. The other thing too is my car. I mean, like. I love working on cars. It used to be like mm-hmm. a huge form of self-care. So having a Prius where like, I don't really have to do anything to it. And even mm-hmm. if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to because it's a hybrid. And the electrical system is a bit different than the gas cars I grew up working on. Mm-hmm. So kind of being able to let go of like, oh, this doesn't work for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might get joy in other ways. But like, but yeah, I think that's, that's really it. I'm not sure what other ways I that's okay. I think yeah. that's really great, though. Yeah. 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 That's, so, that's cool. So we did it. Yeah. We finished. Those, those are hard questions. We just have a fun little, like, fun things from that. I mean, this, is had, this has been fun, but yeah. gamey things. Okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> that only took us a long time, but it's okay. <laughs> I love talking to you. <laughs> All right. So this I'll is Manifestation Nash. Okay. And basically, Manifestation Mash, do you remember, did you ever play the game as a kid, Mash? Yeah. Okay. So, um, instead of four things that, or one thing that you would like and three things that you wouldn't like, you name four things that you would like in these four different categories. Gotcha. Okay? So, the first category is geography. Okay. Geographically. Cool. Where would you like to live in the world? I feel like we talked about this. Yes. Okay. Yes, do I need to go over it again? Or are no. you good? Okay. No, I'm good. I forgot. All right, so first category is um, geography. Mm. Four places that you would love to live. Oh, Berlin. Okay. 100%. Um, some part of Spain, like the Iago part of Spain. <laughs> um, also, I just would terrorize the fuck out of colonizers. Oh, man, that'd be so Yo, and they're, it's so... They don't give a shit. It's like... I really was so confused why there were so many white people in Spain speaking Spanish. And then I was like, Kalea. Colonizers. White people invented Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With the exception of like all the Arabic that is everywhere. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was just like, you're literally in Spain. This Mm. is why the people who you know who speak Spanish, who are brown, speak Spanish. Like I really was like freaked out. I was like, this bitch is blonde hair, blue eyes, speaking Spanish real good. Yeah. It was so amazing because I was like, huh, colonizer money's good. Yeah. Okay. But Spain? Um, Anywhere there are whale sharks, like off the coast of Mexico. 
Wall? Whale sharks. Whale sharks. Like off the coast of Mexico. Of course. Whale sh- okay, well, I'm going to say, okay, off the coast of Mexico. I was writing whale sharks. Yeah. Um, coast of Mexico. <clears throat> okay. I don't think I, I could live in Peru. Somewhere in the mountains. I don't care if it's like here up in the Smokies or okay. like in the Andes. Are there like... mountains in Colombia? Yeah, most of Colombia's all mountains. Like, yeah. Would you live in the mountains in Colombia? <clears throat> no. Okay. No, actually, I feel like I'd be a little too isolated and also I'd probably die. Because I grew up around baby Smokies. <laughs> <laughs> baby Smokies. Alrighty. So next one is career. And it doesn't actually have to be capitalism mm. related. Just like something that you yeah. would like to do for the rest of your life. Um, some type of consulting. Mm-hmm. So like in terms of tech and business management. Um, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's like somebody hiring me to burn down a competitor's coffee. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, kidding. That got dark. No, 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 no. That, no. Uh, that's more like I've always. This is gonna sound hilarious, but I've always wanted to be the getaway driver in like an Ocean's Eleven. I, feel Ocean's like I know that about you. <laughs> I don't know why, but it's been it's like, like where are we going? Yeah, I was just. I sometimes I'm just like, man, I wish when I was a kid I got involved with the wrong crowd and somehow met this wonderful grifter who taught me <laughs> how to live. <laughs> like not really, right? But like, yeah, just movies. But basically, like. <laughs> I don't know, professional husband or something. Okay. <laughs> Rusty Ryan. No. Um, professional heist. I'm going to write heister. Yeah. Because heist was actually really hard for me to write. And then I think the last one will be screenwriter. Hmm. I see that. All right, next one is home building. What type of building do you want to live in? Well, ranch with a French porch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like how you live now. Yeah, but with a front porch and a yard I can manage. Yeah. All right, ranch with front porch. Um, cabin in the woods. <laughs> okay, I'm seeing a theme. Um, is there going to be a porch on that one too? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, probably like a, a sailboat. A sailboat? Yeah. Because okay. like sailboats can be tricked out to be basically be houses on boats. And there's a communal sailboat communities where like, you just dock and you're like... Yeah. Have you... Um, do you watch like home reno shows? No. That was a, oh, there's a bug. No, I kind of, not that I refuse, it's just like, all these white people get credit for the work that laborers do, and I'm just like, no. <laughs> okay, that went honestly the exact direction that I would go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I, I watched, um, just not my thing. Tiny Home Nation. Mm. I don't think I finished it, because they, they were actually actively getting on my nerves. Mm. And then, um... I think it's called Instant Dream Home. Mm. It's hosted by um, Danielle Brooks. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, uh, yeah. Orange and Black. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, she was tasty. Yeah. And uh, she's, like, from South Carolina. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's a delight. But she hosted, and they, like, in 12 hours, they, like, renovate the entire house. 
Mm. It's actually fucking ridiculous. Mm. Like new front yard, new backyard, mm-hmm. everything is timed. It's like beautiful if you're like into project management, which hmm, I kind of am. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Anyways, four. Um, whatever communal farm shit that Pooch comes up with like five oh years from now. Probably a commune yeah. of sorts. Whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm going to build the foundation to that. You like, are. Quite literally to the house. So, yes. Yeah, that sounds that like is. pull up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then finally, legacy. I think I made a joke about this, but it, I was just like, no, actually, like, shark conservation. Okay. Or awareness. Which now, like, sharks have become popular in the past five years. Yeah. Thanks to Shark Week. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, like, so I have a lot of kids in my family. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think, uh, I think it, I, what I try to build with them is trying to let them know that, like, I love them for who they are, mm-hmm. not for what we want them to be. Okay. So I guess, like, it's I don't know, like... It's giving, um, Encanto. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but no, like, no, like, I think just, like... So, like, um... Teaching them self-love? Yeah, kind of? yeah. Okay. Self-love to the kiddos. Um... Okay. I don't know what else when it comes to legacy. Um, what do you like? How do you, how would you define legacy? Like, um, you die or you pass, and people are like, "That bitch was funny." Or <laughs> yeah, love sharks. Yeah, yeah. Or like um, I guess like or even you know more serious things like what you said about like instilling self love in the, your family members. Yeah, I think for me it's just like again if you like you, from the podcast you've gone that there's like a lot of stuff going on. So I guess like joy and the few things that you can enjoy like pure like mm-hmm. actual joy. Okay, I just wrote joy. Yeah. Okay. One more. Mm. Mm. You got it. You got it. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I kind of, I really respect and love what Anthony Bourdain was known for, where people were just like, would fuck with him no matter what. And he was just always. He's the food guy. Yeah, yeah. And people were like, from like the dishwasher in the kitchen to like the biggest food critics in the world were just like, that man loved food mm-hmm. because he loved people. Mm. And food was like, is people, right? Yeah. So yeah. I guess like love and connection of food. Okay. And or Anthony Bertain. <laughs> <laughs> connection with food. To bring it back to the potato history. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fascinating. Okay. So now you choose a number between one and nine. Seven. All right. Every seven, I'll go through and cross until we have one in each category. Okay. Go okay. for it. Uh, pro heister. <laughs> Dang, the most realistic <laughs> one. <laughs> My time will come, George Clooney. Our time will come. Teaching self love to the kids. Consulting. 
shark conservation, copy. So career, we have screenwriter. Okay. Berlin. Oh. <laughs> Commune. Sorry, Pooge. <laughs> that makes me Germans cry. <laughs> Cabin in Woods. Is it going to be a sailboat? That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it is. So I just crossed off ranch with port, so sailboat. A. <laughs> Love, connection to food, so joy for legacy. Oh, cool. Spain. Coast off of Mexico. So, are you ready? The mountains. How am I going to live in a cell phone in the mountains? Louisa. That's will be a brilliant, fantastic, <laughs> amazing uh, screenwriter who lives in a sailboat adapted to somehow live in the mountains. Maybe on a lake, like a lake that connects to a river. Okay, yeah, that seems like where horror films happen. Mm-hmm. They're always or maybe there. like, there are, there are volcanoes in the Caribbean, Caribbean, there are mountains. Oh, there are, that there. does count. Yeah. Yeah, um, and your legacy will be that of joy. Aw, that's Yay. so sweet. That's delightful. Aww, that's I see that for you, especially the sailboat. I don't know about that. The mountains is going to take a little bit of like understanding, but you're right. There are there are lakes. Can you just mountains. be docked at like the pool, the pool, the pool, or like the shore that leads up to the mountain? Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. Actually, or in great. the valley. Yeah. Okay. However that works. I don't know. Wherever Jurassic Park was filmed. <laughs> I think it was filmed in Costa Rica, actually. Yeah. So that actually could really work. Yeah, there we go. There are sharks there, too. So. There are. So Costa Rica is one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I love that. All right. So now we have uh, a little section for advice. If there's any, in, any advice you would like to impart... It can be about silly stuff, or it can be about serious stuff, or it doesn't have to be at all if you don't want to. Um, I just say like maybe don't be too hard on yourself. Ooh, okay. Yeah, you're always talking directly to me. (laughs) (laughs) Directly to everybody. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, maybe just don't be too hard on yourself, and um, it's really back to car stuff. Okay. Don't ever push your car past the limit. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I help your... people with their cars all yeah. day, and I'm like, you thought that was a good idea. Yeah. 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 And if you see a shark in the ocean. <laughs> okay. Three bits of advice. <laughs> if you see them, don't panic. They don't give a shit about you. <laughs> That's kind of nice. They don't give a shit. They do not. They think they think we're like, I don't know. We... We think of them as like I think of them as like dumb sea puppies, and they just like think of us like wilding out. They're like, I don't, I don't have time for this. I <laughs> like I just, humans are gonna do their thing. Like humans are wh- gonna human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they bite us, and they just do not care for it. They're like, why would you think this was tasty? And That's like, so like, funny. Oh, yeah, really. So yeah. they don't. They're not like I'm gonna eat you. They're like mm-hmm. I'm biting you because you're probably doing some stupid right. shit. Either like I feel frightened, or I'm that hungry because you have 
fished out whatever I normally eat. So this wow. is Wow. I'm learning a lot. You're yeah. so smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. yeah I, know you know, I know you know a lot about sharks. But, um, yeah. And is there anything that you'd like to promote? Like, you know, social media, a show, whatever. Um, so First and Families, they are, they're like a nonprofit that work with CMS. And so, uh, or not CMS, they're a nonprofit that work in Mecklenburg. Getting, okay resources to families with kids with disabilities first in families Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. so they normally do like a back to school drive they have a fund that you can apply for um if like god forbid your child passes away Mm -hmm. um but they also work a lot with like resources in mecklenburg to try and make sure families are connected to um you know they're like medicaid plans and all that stuff it's like it's like it's a non-profit but a lot of it is just like connecting people to the social work they need Mm -hmm. so definitely them um, I guess Time Out Youth is always my go-to. I feel like yeah. I love Time Out Youth, but they've gotten so big and they've had so much support. And I'm like, do you even really need a shout? No, I'm kidding. No, you do. They, they, always, they always do. They always do. Time Out Youth, yeah. Yeah, Time Out Youth for sure. Um, and I don't know. I guess like Northwest School of the Arts. Okay. Yeah. Give them money. Because yeah. they are a public school. They are a public school. They are a public school. Um, yeah. And they're a public school in like a historically black neighborhood, which yeah. I find fascinating and also very beautiful. Yeah, and so it used to be, I'm not sure what it is, but it used to be a requirement that, like, 10% of our kids would have to be from the neighborhood. Mm. Um, and we used to, I, I, don't know how, I don't know how things are, but, like, a lot of it was working with, because most of the people that have been living in that neighborhood have been living there for centuries. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're pretty cool about, like, this is how we preserve our history. How do we get our project around that? How yeah. Do we, like, yeah. And, like, I don't know, when I was there, I felt pretty safe because we knew the community because we were part of it, right? Even, right, Even yeah. if we like, didn't live in it. And I remember people being so scared when they were like, drive by, and I'm like, the fuck? I literally went to church. Yeah, I was just like, the fuck? <laughs> on, on Beatty's Ford. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it's Beatty's Ford. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, whatever. And then I remember, um, I think my parent was dropping us off, and he was just like, what's going on here? I was like, that's that's just Mr. Johnson. <laughs> He gets up at 7 a.m. and he, like, likes to talk to us because he's so excited <laughs> yeah. that we're going to a school in his neighborhood. He's like, and there he, and, yeah. anyway, yes, yeah. Northwest School of the Arts. Um, okay. But, yeah, I can't, I probably, if I think of any more, I'll send it to you. Yeah, but I think definitely. That's, yeah. That's yeah. cool. Fam, first in family. Yeah. First in family, Time Out Youth, and Northwest School of the Arts. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Well, um... Thank you so much for being on this very long <laughs> episode. I was going to say, total, like, we were like four hours. We hope you'll edit some of that. I'm, I'm not editing, editing anything, actually. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah, not, great, everything great. is very valuable. Great. And I, I, I always enjoy our conversations. Aww, likewise. I lied. I'm going to go right to bed after yeah. this. Yeah, um, I am too. That's why I was like, Talking about self care, I was gonna be like, I'm gonna give this five more minutes, and then I'm gonna like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but you can find Namaste Podcast wherever podcasts are. Um, I'm supposed to say stuff like, uh, like and subscribe and follow, and if you leave a review, I read those and then I cry. So thanks so much for those really nice reviews. 
Um, you can find me on Instagram at Namashe Living, N-A-M-A-S-E Living, um, where I post information about the episodes as well as like different products that I make. And you can also find said products like skincare products at my coffee. It's ko-fi.com slash Namashe Living. That was a lot. Um, and, you know, I hope you have a really good night or day or morning or whatever. I hope you take care of yourself. All right, y'all. Um, Namaste and Ashe. Yeah.